something like this. Hit it! Yo, yo, my name is Larry. I'm so very, 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 got black, black, hairy. Folks at home, folks at home, how you doing tonight? Welcome to a very, 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 very special edition of Ike Live. Here we are, Thursday night, 745, and it's a great time to corner this guy sitting to my right. Corner him one-on-one, no big crowds, no thousands of fans screaming, (laughs) no cameras, none of that bullshit. That happens always. Just me, him, and you watching tonight, Ike Live, and you know who he is, no introduction needed. Hunter Shyrock, everybody! Hunter Shyrock, right? Give me a sound effect and claps. Woo! Crickets. Woo! You hear that? <laughs> that was like a groupie in the back. How you doing tonight, Hunter? Good, man. How are you guys doing? Good. Good to see you. You here in the Ike Live studio. You were here last Sunday, but you were actually working. Now we I got was. you here. You're chilling. Yes. Does it feel better to be chilling, or does it feel better to be working? I like them both. You, you like know, them both? It was fun to get to see how everything worked last week, so now it's like, I know what Brian's doing back there. Right. You know, <laughs> I, I know don't. what you guys are doing out here. Right. Just laboring out here compared to Brian. I know. He just sits back there and eats pretzels all day. Eats pretzels and he's sweating. <laughs> look at this. Look at the sweat I on his brow. I want to break something. You want to break something. All right. Before he breaks something, let me make a, <laughs> let me make uh, let me make this guy show a picture of himself to all you guys to, to let you know he's back there. And the third person in the studio tonight is our very own Brian the Carpenter. How you doing tonight, Brian? I'm all right, man. Big the round man of applause. That makes no, the wheels go no, round. As usual, nothing's working. But. Don't get grumpy. Dude, this this show doesn't need all that shit. That's glitz and glamour. We don't need that. This you, is man. a personalized show. So That's right. I, got you. I won't worry about that. Uh, let me remind you that this is a really cool Ike Live that we do, because this is a stripped-down Ike Live. This would be like... Uh, let me give you an example. This would be like... Give me your favorite hard metal alternative rock just... Grungy band. What's your favorite I don't band? Know. I Give don't me really, one. I don't even know bands. I know songs. Yeah. I don't know. I, I listen to everything, so. Right? Alright, so this is what. Metallica. <laughs> Metallica. That's a, okay, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a good so band. this would be like a regular Ike Live would be like Metallica live in concert sitting in the front that's row. That's what we're doing. But, no, we're not doing that one. <laughs> the one we're doing tonight is Metallica. Acoustic. 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 No electric and acoustic in a room with like 10, guys 10 MF sing. people, right? Yeah. That's what it's like. If you want me to sing, I will. You have a voice. I heard you singing earlier. You could actually sing. I can't. Really? Maybe. Maybe? You can. No, I don't no, think, I don't I heard think you sing we ever. lead off the show with singing. Yeah. That. But no, I'm, I'm right there with Brian. Like technical stuff, computer stuff. Everybody thinks I'm a genius when it comes to computers. Yeah. Making videos. Yes. None of it. So I I feel for him right now. It's stressful, man, because you have something to go up and yeah, nothing's working. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I didn't go to school it, for that stuff. Yeah. It's all right. Well, we don't we don't need that stuff. No. This is this is a personalized, stripped down, yeah, acoustic version of Ike Live. Uh, let me remind you that we want to hear from you tonight. And no IM tonight on our special personalized Ike Lives. We don't put the IM up. So so what you're saying is we don't want to hear from. We you. do want to hear from them, and we want to hear from you. Through social media only tonight. Hit us up on our Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter account. It's at Ike Live Show. Let us know if you have any questions about the show tonight. Uh, let, let's. I want to. I want to jump right into. It. Do you mind if we jump right into it? Let's jump. Let's do it. And let's start first because I know I saw it on here. 
while we were periscoping, a lot of questions were the normal questions you get. <laughs> yeah. What kind of camera do you use? Right. What kind of drone do you use? But How much were, you benching? Right. How much you bench pressing? <laughs> they were the normal questions. But a lot of the ones that came up were the same ones, and they yeah. were. What the hell are you doing in New Jersey? I know. Why are you here this week? We are here. Spent the whole week with you. Yeah, I'm family. sorry about that. No, it's been awesome. <laughs> we've been we've been filming every day, and it's been exceptionally. When I say exceptionally, it's yeah. exceptionally great because normally you never get five days. Yeah. Five days of filming in. Yep. The weather's been perfect. We got some really sick stuff coming out. Yeah. I just can't wait to get home and start working on it. Yeah. You know? I'm going to go home to snow, and that's going to force me into, like, Boom. winter hibernation yeah. and just on the computer. Yeah. But it's been good. That's awesome. I'll I tell you, the one thing, uh, and we talked about it, but I've shot a lot of video over the years, and it's like the kiss of death. You pull out that camera. Dude, you could be on the best lake in yeah. the world at the very best time, and when that camera comes out, it's like the fish shut off. Oh, absolutely. It's like you can't catch shit. You know, nothing goes right. But... But this week's been different. That's exactly why I don't run cameras on my boat in a tournament. In a tournament, you don't do it. No. 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 But it, for fun, I mean, it's it's awesome. And then to come out here and, and, and fish. We fished on the Delaware today. Yeah, Delaware River. And we crushed them. That's, that's a rarity. <laughs> it's a rarity. That's on a rarity. Camera, and we had, yeah, it was, and it was raining. Yeah. And we still got it done. Still got it done. Beat, beat the heavy rain. I mean, rain. it was straight. Jersey fishing, yeah, grungy, dirty mud, climbing the bank. We had two boats with a total of 15 horsepower between them. <laughs> no, actually, we had two boats with a total of 9.9 horsepower. Carbureted uh, up the fish. because uh, the that, other one didn't run. Yeah, but that 9.9 was a 15. Oh, it's okay. juiced. If it, it was wasn't, we would have been in a lot of trouble. Okay, it's juiced. We would have never got out. It's yeah. juiced, but allegedly were. But five days of filming, relative ease at at. Oh. At capturing stuff. I mean, most of these days we've been done by one, two, three o'clock. We've been done. It's crazy. Never happens. Never happens. Never happens. And it's it's usually you you catch a fish or something happens and the weather changes or it's just trying to to find fish and the whole time you're running around your you know equipment's everywhere and this has just been or and a lot of it goes to you because you've had it planned yeah. for a while now. We've yeah. had this on the schedule and that helps a lot too. Yeah. Knowing what you wanted, so we got it done. Yep. But, um, yeah, having a game plan, having it figured out. Very rare. It's Very good stuff. Rare. It's good stuff. Now we we fished uh, five five different places, so you got to see a little bit of South Jersey, kind of this area, what goes on. We've had a varied crew with us this week, including the entire cast of Ike Live. We had yes. Dave Brodzik, aka Wharf, aka Fathead, in the boat for one of the shoots. We've had Pete Glusick, the Dean. <laughs> Also called Captain Glusick. Captain Pete. In the boat with us. And then today, a very special treat, our very own Brian the Carpenter joining us. The Brian showed up today. For a show. Put fish in the boat. Now, I want you to tell me, out of, out of those three cast members, <laughs> any one of them uh, take the cake as oh. far as... <laughs> they all kind of blends together. I mean, they all have their, they all have their special... Hinting. You know, you had... They're all special. You had Dave that almost fell in the water about every 40, five minutes. 40 or 50 times, yeah. Um, Highlight reel of that for sure. You know, Brian's up there putting fish in the boat. He's kind of a 
taller dude, so you know he's he's lanking on those those boats that kind of rock a lot. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and he's up there and he's got his stature, and half the time he's ready to fall in. And uh, and then Pete, you know, he's Pete Glusick. He's Pete Glusick. He's Pete Glusick. Dude, the best line. <laughs> and I don't want to give too much away because I really. You know, the videos, are you're going to start seeing them, by the way, in January. I don't want to give too much away, but the best line of the whole day, and this wasn't cued. This is Pete being this, Pete. Oh, Pete. It's Pete, unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he catches a really good one, like a four-pound class smallmouth, and he's pumped up. He's exciting. He's fist pumping, and he's, yeah, and he's holding up to the camera, and there's a little quiet pause, and he just, all of the blue just goes, I'm Pete Glusick, bitches, and holds up that smallmouth. <laughs> <laughs> With that stupid mustache that he's rocking right now. Oh, that was ridiculous. It was unbelievable. The it was mu- unbelievable. Mustache thanks you, by the way. Yeah, the mustache thanks you. Uh, great week of filming. We're, I, I want to get back to that, but um, I actually want to I want to do something else, and I want to jump to what we talked about this morning in the truck, which I thought was a very interesting story uh, on how you guys got started in fishing. Because let everybody know. And this is a shock because we got a lot of people watching right now. Yeah. They're watching. They're seeing the things you've done in the last few years and they're saying, holy shit, Hunter's been tournament fishing for 15 or 20 years. He's been honing his skill in this sport since he was a little kid. That's not true. Negative. Okay. <laughs> Let her, talk a little bit about this because this is interesting. Tell, 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 tell us how, how you got involved in fishing and then how late you got involved in tournament fishing because this is a very interesting topic. Yeah. We, I mean – um, everybody thinks like my dad started fishing or something, yeah. and, and really it was uh, Fletcher, my older brother, that that got into it at a young age, ate up with it. He has, he he used to make his own fishing videos like Bill Dance, and um, he would. How old was he when he was filming these videos? Nine, ten years old. That's crazy. Yeah, and he would do the. Whole, we have hours of footage. So like v- VHS cassette, and old I, school. And I was the one hitting the record button. For him. <laughs> And it, it's and all come full circle. It is. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it, and every now and then he would let me come and sit beside of him because I was always the ornery one. Yeah. So I would be sitting and he'd let me come and sit by him and I'd sit there. You know, just couldn't sit still. But yeah. he's talking about his seven inch Berkeley power bait, you know, and, and going on about early spring, spring, late spring. You know, he did the whole thing and uh, he actually won the casting kids contest yeah. and stuff like that. And um, we would. My dad would take us out. He would be like eight, nine, ten years old, running the boat by himself. My dad didn't fish, maybe catfish every once in a while. Right. So he would run the boat, and we'd stay on the water, stay out all night. We'd sleep under a tarp. He would wake up. Be sleep the, under a tarp in the boat? In the boat, like tied up to a bank, but we're floating. Wow. And and I remember waking up, and I just was like covered in dew, you know. The, it's still foggy. <laughs> yeah. And I just wanted to, you know, crawl up in the rod locker basically. And he's up there literally fishing, and it's just fog. You can't even hardly see. Wow. And he's fishing. And uh, ever since then, and then he, then it kind of turned into motocross. And that's when I picked up motocross. I really wasn't into fishing. I always knew how to. Yeah. You know, cast stuff like that, but nothing, nothing major. So he went to uh, he went to motocross. I went to motocross, and we did that all the way up into our twenties. I was, you know, we were both raced professionally, and then after that, Fletcher quit. And it was two thousand nine. He won the tournament in two thousand eleven. Yeah. And at that point, I had quit racing, and I didn't start. I bought my first bass boat two thousand twelve. 
Wow. So, and That's at, amazing. Ever since then, I've, you know, just, I've been ate up with it, too. Yeah. Now, now during the time when you guys, you got heavy into motocross, that was, you know, you had a passion for it, you were doing it, you started competing professionally. During that, were, were you still fishing during those years? Were you guys still fishing, or? My my grandma and grandpa had has a, a just a lake of their own. Yeah. I mean, it's just a real small lake, pond, whatever you want to call it. But we go there. And it might be a couple times a year that mm. I would go and actually catch a bass. Yeah. Know? But other than that, it wasn't. Right. So you were you were hot and heavy, both of you guys, into the motocross. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, we didn't hardly fish at all. Right. And it wasn't until Fletcher got hurt, he got a boat, and, it, and in a couple of years, he won the Open. And then the next year, I got my first boat. Yeah. So. That's crazy. Yeah. That's interesting. Now, did, did the injuries take you out of it i mean did, did at any point both of you guys say to yourself this is what i'm going to be doing professionally for the rest of my life or or did was it was it did it ever get to that level yeah i mean that's that's what we were both legitly trying to do was you know be paid factory riders yeah and uh, you know injuries and, and obviously the competition was so good and there's only so many guys that make that into a living in right. that sport and it's such a short window you know, young guys coming in and they're constantly being, you know, new people coming into the sport and you get hurt and you just bumps you back. Yeah. You get hurt again, it bumps you back. And, you know, we just never were good enough to get on that factory ride or have that breakthrough. Right. And I looked at it, you know, I had a couple concussions and I don't even know how many surgeries, broken bones. That's a rough sport. Yeah. And I looked at it like, you know, how much longer, you know, at right. that time I didn't have a job. You know, right. my dad was paying for everything, and I'm just like, how how much longer am I going to keep doing this? I'm 21 yeah. years old. Yeah. So it's like either you got to pick. Yeah. You know now. Yeah. So I just ended up getting a job after that, and um, I mean it, it turned out to be a good. Th- I know I don't regret any of it yeah. because everything that I did in racing is everything I'm doing now in fishing. Right. It's no different. There's a lot of similarities, right? A lot of similar. It, it's similar with everything. Right. Any sport, if or 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 work. You know, jobs in general, it's the same thing. Yeah. You get in what you, you know, you get out what you put in. Right. So. I, I, I look at that sport from afar, and I see a lot of similarities, you know, from, mm-hmm. from the sponsorship to the guys creating brand for themselves. Absolutely. Right, and the promotion side of it. I see a lot of similarities. Um, You know, I, I got to tell you, did, did you see a lot of the same struggles that we're dealing with now, both of us, the, everybody in yeah. professional fishing. Yeah. Do you see a lot of those same struggles on that side in, in the professional world motocross? Oh, it's the same. I mean, I think it's worse. It can be worse in racing just because it's not as big of a sport as fishing is. Right. But um, the struggles are there. I mean, the the financial issues of trying to get to the tournaments, you know, I, I hear of guys all the time. And, and it was the same for racing. I mean, right. guys are willing to put everything on the line to to go to the races yeah and to do it again the next year and do it and, and it's the same way with fishing yeah and i you know i looked at my brother when i was getting into it and i was like this close we was talking about that today too this close to quitting because it's like you know this is just like racing all over again yeah the, str- the hardships the struggles well let's let's talk about that so so you know motocross you're into it you're loving it start having some injuries you decide to get out and then you start to fish a few local tournaments, right? Yeah. You're fishing in in a John boat essentially. Yes. Yep. And then 
tell me about that conversion now, because the story you told me, which, which is yeah, let's awesome. Just, let's just tell. You want to tell me that? I like that to hear that story. That story. Because yeah. we've all had Brian the Carpenter. <clears throat> I want to get your input too. Have you ever? And I know you have. Um, um, I want you to answer it though. Have you ever had those days where you just want to, you just want to quit it all? You know what I mean? Whatever it is, work. Your, your normal nine-to-five job. Like right now, right here? Right now, <laughs> <Yes>. right here. <laughs> you had those experiences, right? You wanted to just leave daily. it all behind. Yeah. Huh? Almost daily. Daily. <laughs> all right. Tell the story, because this is a good one. Okay, so it's like, I've all, I fished a couple tournaments at this point with with Fletcher, and but he calls me up out of nowhere. Hey, there's a there's a tournament up on Portage, and it, if there's anybody watching from Ohio, they know where Portage Lakes is. And he's like, there's a there's a tournament up there. He's like, all you got to do is go there and flip the bushes. You're going to win. And at this time, you know, I haven't, I've entered weeknight tournaments, 10, 15 bucks a piece. Yeah. And this was like 100 or $150. To me, at that point, I'm like, 100, $100. That's a lot of money. Yeah. For a tournament, I'm like, that's a lot of money to be gambling on me. Yeah. And I don't really know what it's I'm like doing. It's like a Cooper River tournament, Bri. Yeah. yeah. It's a big, big local it's tournament. It's an intimidating yeah. tournament. So. He he gets me all. Oh, you gotta do. You know, I'll give you all the stuff. Blah blah blah. So, yeah, he he pumps some confidence to me. So, there I go. I'm up there the next morning, and, and before that, I got lost getting to the ramp. So, right. knocking water off. But uh, that's you know a whole other thing. I'm trying yeah. to get to the ramp. I'm almost late, so I'm flustered. Put the boat in the water. There I am. There's other people, and yeah, I did. It wasn't very good at putting the boat in the water at the time so i'm all over the ramp you know i'm that guy yeah. backing down i get the boat out i go to pull it up onto the bank so i can go pull the van out i go to pull the trolling motor up the cable breaks you've all had that happen the cable breaks i fall down into the bottom of the boat i i didn't fall completely down but i step into the bottom and when i step down there, there's water about five inches on my ankle and i'm like I'm sinking. What the heck? Is, <laughs> what the sinking. What the heck is going on? I'm sinking. So I didn't put the plug in the boat. Happened to all of us. Happens the, to all of us. The trolling, Still does. The trolling yeah. motor. <laughs> the trolling motor stuck in the sand. I can't get the trolling motor up, and I'm sinking. Wow. So, and there's all of these nice boats, and these guys Triple are looking whammy. at me. You know, they know Fletcher, and they're just like, look at this idiot. You know, I'm feeling just so terrible right now. Uh. I try to get it up. Of course, I'm so mad at this point. I have to get the boat off. These guys are trying to help me. I just run the thing right back up onto the trailer, trolling motor down and all. So when I pull the Ooh. when I pull the boat Ooh. out out of the water, it's like this on the trailer, like back end high. Yeah. I didn't care. Yeah. I was ready to go home yeah. at that point. Got the trolling motor fixed, but I was so over it. I was, like I told Mike, I was this close mm-hmm. to just being like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not doing this You were this, this close to saying, fuck it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I was so <laughs> over it. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't. I, I fished that day. I caught two fish. Two fish? Two fish. Yeah. So I was even more pissed after that. Okay. <laughs> but you kept going. I kept going. What kept you going? I don't know. Because I, I know... That moment of frustration you're talking about, yeah. I've had it so many times mm-hmm. in my career where I wanted to leave it all behind. I was so ready to leave it, but then something keeps you going. Yeah. What kept you going? I don't know. I mean, I love fishing, and and that's the thing about fishing. It's, it's a challenge. I think if it wasn't for tournaments, I don't know if I would like just going fishing as much yeah. as what I do yeah. because it gave me something to do every week. Like, 
I'm, I'm going to go figure them out this time, or the weather's changed, or this time of the year. And, and so you're always, like, looking forward to, you know, getting better. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing is, is giving me something to look forward to because after racing, it was kind of just, what do I do? Right. Just nine to five. Like, right. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. You know, so I, God I think. God forbid, right? <laughs> Freaking nine to five slob like the rest of us. No, I, I, I think there's just some people. Nine to five, boo. Some people are just wired like that. I mean, there's the people like to compete or, you know, you have to have something else to yeah. feed that energy into. Yeah. Hey, the, uh, talking about, you know, fishing your first tournament and wanting to quit. Do you remember our first, our very first top rod tournament? Yes, I do. How old were we then? Uh, we were. It was 1991, so we were. Um, 18, that would put us 18, 19 years old. Okay. Yeah. 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 You you wanted to quit in that tournament. Yeah, I actually did. I left. You left. Yeah. And you had to win in fish, and you left. No, I lost them. You lost them. <laughs> yeah. So paint the picture, dude. We're, we're, there was five or six of us. Yeah, five, five? or six boats. Yeah. Five. So we started a club, and and we needed six guys to start the club. <laughs> To be we, official with bass. To be official with bass. To be an official affiliated club with bass. And we only had five guys. Only five fish heads that we knew. Yeah. And so we conned a sixth guy named Steve Pellegrino. Uh, for all those who have read my book, you know the name. Uh, <laughs> and we conned him to be this lost sixth member. Anyway, make a long story short. But be honest. We, we just used his name. We just used his name. We, yeah. He, he didn't fish. Used, yeah. He was our lost <laughs> he member. He never fished. Uh, he never fished. Just had really... You stole his identity. We stole his identity. Fair uh but our first tournament, we were excited. We had the rule booklet from Bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had we bought a scale. Yeah. We we're creating this club. This was a big moment for us, and yeah. we're we're stoked. And we're fishing a lake that has potential to catch a lot of good fish. Really? We'll make a long story short. We <laughs> caught shit that day. It was horrible. We fished it was Woodbury a Lake. Terrible, tough bite. But you had lots of problems that day. I I had I think there were three bites all day. I had two of them. Yeah, <laughs> I caught one on a spinnerbait. Yeah, and I put it in my live well, a homemade live well. It was a, uh, it was an action pack, Rubbermaid cooler, Rubbermaid. Yeah, with a little, uh, you know, pump sprayer. Pump. We were all we were we had we were all in uh, Coleman crawdads. Coleman crawdads across the board, foot plastic boat, and uh, and the fish jumped out of my live well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a crack of daylight, <laughs> and he porpoised right out and in the water. No, I was like. That didn't happen. I mean, it was a miserable day. It was hot. It was summer. <laughs> fish aren't fighting. So I had one jump out, and I'm all mad. I'm, I'm all mad. And uh, and then I had another bite. And he, watch that table. Watch that table. Yeah, something's not right there. Um. So I had another bite, and he came up and threw me. And I was like, that's it. I'm out of here. And I, I left, and I went to. Um, Brian, what happened to never give up? I, I didn't give up. I went somewhere else. <laughs> and I caught him. <laughs> I went somewhere and smoked him. Did you really? Yeah. I, I don't remember I that part. I went to um, uh, Village Dock. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, where they were biting. Who won that first tournament, you by did. the way? With how many fish? One miserable little fish. One fish. I actually had two bites. Okay. I broke one off ah. because I had the ceramic, the porcelain, was out of the tip of my rod. And I set the hook. And it broke at the tip. Yeah. And I was devastated at the time. Yeah. But I ended up catching one more. Yeah. One, one fish. <laughs> Sounds like Ohio. It does sound like Ohio. It, it, yeah. it is. And we were joking about that. But. It's no joke. It's not a joke. No. Where you grew up, where you guys grew up, is very similar to what we have here in New Jersey, right? It's the same without tides. <laughs> it's the same without tides, right? Minus tidal water, but but smaller bodies of water, crowded conditions, 
tougher fishing, right? Finesse techniques. Absolutely. Yeah. Same shit, right? Same stuff. It's and, and the same lakes get pounded. Oh my god. Week yeah. after week, and I I don't know how they hold up. I I literally them fish probably get caught twice, three times a year maybe. Yeah. I don't see how there's that many in them, but I almost would like to live here because on tides at least you know where to go, right? Where to catch them. Nah, man, that that it, river's tough, dude. <laughs> that river is tough. We know. I, I know we it's, got time in. I know it's tough, it's but at least it's, at least it's a little more predictable. It can be because it yeah. seems really random in Ohio. Right. You have no idea. Just <laughs> for people that have a clue how to fish it, it's really tough out. There. It is tough. Yeah. It I is. guess you guys just made it look really easy then. Well, hey. <laughs> Follow the canoers in. Uh, <laughs> one more thing, I want to talk, talk about one more thing in motocross, and I want to I want to move on. Is there anything you really really miss about motocross? Anything that stands out in your mind that you miss uh, of uh, about that sport or those days? Groupies. <laughs> well, talk about that a little bit because no, it's interesting because I I want you to talk about that because in motocross mm-hmm. there seems to be a lot of hot women. And I don't know if they're like, you know, just chicks that are hired by the sponsors that come out and whatever, but it seems like a lot more women involved in motocross. There, there is. There's a, there always has been. I don't okay. know why. Extreme sport. I think extreme <laughs> sports. Rattle no, applause for the women in motocross. <laughs> the ladies out there. I think it's just extre- extreme sports in general. Right. I don't know if fishing has got that image, so to speak, yet. Right. But I, I, I've huh. seen girls in fishing and stuff, too. I think right. it's, it's getting more and more yeah. of them yeah. so not a bad thing no no, no. <laughs> yeah no it's not a bad thing we want more more ladies I support, I support yeah. the ladies definitely more ladies i mean anything else you miss besides the groupies <laughs> <laughs> um i don't miss being hurt because ever since then the worst thing i've had happen you know is like paper. a broken fingernail yes yeah, so, so a couple of hooks in me or something but that's about it but uh uh, probably just going into a stadium full of people or something, you know, where right. you, you look up and they got the everything's going on. There's right. fifty or sixty thousand people wow. there to yeah. watch you, yeah. you know. But other than that, um, just racing in yeah. general. Yeah. But yeah. can't do that stuff now and still be healthy. So right, I'll take the sacrifice. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Now I want to talk to you about. The first time that I met you. Do you remember the first time I met you? I want to say at a Toyota event. Was it? I said that really question <laughs> at a Toyota. No, I don't know. I Where remember the first time that I remember meeting and hanging out with you was Lake Erie about three or yeah, four years that ago. Is, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. And I remember because... You smashed him in that tournament, oh. and I did too. We both smashed him. We did. Them. It was a crazy day. Now, was Two that, days. Was that the first year that you fished the Opens? So that was about, what, three years ago? That was, Yeah, because I started in 2012. I got my boat spring of 2012, and the next year my brother talked me into signing up all, in right. all the so Opens. So 2013, you signed up for all the Northern Opens? All the Northern Opens. Okay. As a the boater. Yeah. So, and that was kind of a ballsy choice again right. because he's just y'all just do it you're yeah. not going to know you're not going to know until you do it yeah so you kind of pushed me into that which there's a lot of truth to that a lot of guys are you know i don't know if i'm ready to fish as a boater or not you know and, and i can see that but at the time you know i didn't know a whole lot but 
it makes you learn so much because right. you know how it is. When you're out there practicing, oh, yeah. it's like someone's holding a gun to your head. Yeah. Figure it out. No excuses. You got X amount of time yep. in every tournament, and it's still that way. Every tournament you learn a major lesson because if you're fishing a you know Tuesday nighter, yeah. you brush it off. You didn't do well. You brush it off. You go on. Yeah. Where those you're you know so much weights on it that you know you yeah. learn what happened, you know, and, and a lot of that. So just coming along how I have been, it's just each tournament's probably made me who I am now. Right. More than anything. Yeah. And so that first year. You had two events leading up to Erie. Yeah. Do you remember how you did in those first two events? First event was uh, James River. James River. I was like 40th place after day one and then caught one or two fish the second day. Yeah. Bombed out of that one. Yeah. Then Oneida. Oneida Lake. Yeah. Finished like 100th place in that one. Right. <laughs> and then you get to Erie. I get to Erie. And... I- and in practice, did you know? Did you have an inkling going into that tournament that you were gonna you were gonna smash him? I had the worst practice ever, probably still to this day. You did? I've, I've ever had. Wow. Ever. I I never caught a limit of bass in three days of fishing. Wow. And it's Lake Erie, and you know how yeah. that place is. Yeah, you got to catch their ass. I'm not kidding you, and and you can ask anybody. I was just so panicked because I'm like, this is some place that you know at that time I wanted to cash a check. Right. And I'm like, I can't even catch a limit. Here I am, can't even catch a limit from a place I live two and a half hours from. Right. And um, it it just spun me out. It never been that way ever since then. Mm. But um, it turned out the tournament was opposite, polar opposite. Total opposite. Total opposite. Yeah. It had awesome. a great event. Came in the first day in the low 20s. Oh, it's crazy. Crazy, crazy. Fish, fished the whole day the first day. I had I didn't have a limit at noon. Ooh. Wow. It, we had to be in at three or something. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and and I finally catch my fifth fish at 12:30. I look at my brother and I'm like, well, what do I do? Because we were fishing near each other. And uh, he's like, don't you haven't you caught him anywhere else? And I'm like, oh, I you know I'll go run some waypoints and I pull up to one spot. And it was every cast me and my co angler for 40 minutes. Oh wow. And uh, and I thought I had, well, this, the the story from that is my co-angler had one on. I get the net up. You know, we're in such a, a flurry. And I go to net the fish. The fish jumps, you know, and finally I grab it. I put it in the bottom of the boat, and it's a big one. It's like a five-pounder. I jump up there, and I hear his drag still going. And I look back, and he's like, you didn't net my fish. What? Yeah. I had a fish that I netted. That wasn't ever hooked in the bottom of my boat, and my co-angler still running. And I'm like, "What? Holy! No, I kid you not, because the bait that he was using was sitting there. Because it, you know how they rip off, yeah. you know, because he's he came up to the boat, the bait ripped off, and there was you know multiple fish right there. Yeah. And that one, wow. I, I'm this is a true story, and the guy and, and it came up to eat it, and I netted it. I put it in the boat. Okay, and this thing is a, I'm talking a slab, like this wide. A five, a fatty. At, at least, because I thought all the ones that I was catching were three, three and a halfs. And they were all four, four and a halfs. Right. So it was at least five plus. Holy shit. It's true story. I sat there and I'm like, I looked at him, I said, what do I do? Do I call Chris and ask him? Because it was the biggest thing in my boat. Like, yeah. 
it would have been it would have called out yeah. and uh i'm like do i call chris you know and he's he didn't really know and i'm just forget it i dumped it back in i netted his fish and i proceeded to make another cast and catch like another four or something wow <laughs> now dude when that shit happens it's they right. are loaded. Loaded. That's that spot loaded. is loaded. That's loaded. That is that is an absolutely amazing story. Yeah. And that really happened. It, it true story. And I found the spot in practice, and it, I, I, you know, you know how it is in practice. You don't catch and keep catching them. Yeah. You know. You get a couple bites, you move on. You yeah. drop a waypoint and you exactly. move on. Exactly. You don't yeah. sit there, and there's boats everywhere around me. That's the crazy thing. Right. They were all around me. And um, nobody seemed to find it, so it was just like. And, and then we had the bad windstorm that came. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, day two was canceled. Yep. And a uh, whole new wave of fish moved in the next day. They looked like St. Clair fish. They were them long, skinny ones. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But you ended up winning that. Yeah, tournament. they were long. They were like 30 inches long, but didn't have any girth to them. They're just real. They were. Long. They were. Yeah, I've seen those before. Yeah. I gotta tell you real quick, uh, that was an amazing smallmouth story. Yeah. But I gotta tell you. The one from me when I won at Lake Champlain, my freshman season. Right. Y- you remember, yeah. I've told you this story before. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever told Hunter. And this is an amazing thing, too. Um, I was in a wad of smallmouth like that on Lake Champlain. It was a, a top 150 tournament my, my freshman year, fishing as a pro. First year ever. And the last day of the tournament, my largemouth bite fizzled. And I went to some backup smallmouth. And it was a uh, really unique spot. It was actually we up there on Champlain. We call it uh, sheet rock, and it's that glacial rock yeah, that's yeah, real yeah. flat. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it just it runs on the bottom like in sheets, sort of. Yep. And it was on a flat, and there's grass everywhere around it, except right where that rock was at. And um, same deal. Few bites in practice, threw a waypoint, and I said, if I get in trouble, it's a great spot to come and catch. You know, 13, 14, 15 pounds, whatever. It's never going to win, but whatever. That last day, a huge cold front came through, shut the largemouth down, but it turned on the smallmouth bite. And I pulled up there, and the first cast, I start easing up to that waypoint, throwing a jerk bait. That first cast, dude, is the most amazing thing. I hook one, and it's like a three-pounder, you know, not a giant. And I'm like, fuck, there it goes. It's my first one of the day. I'm stoked. I'm reeling it in. And I, it got about five foot from the boat and had a camera guy with me. And when it got close to the boat, I looked down and I saw something I never saw before in my life. Dude, I, I like stopped breathing and I, I, I just like froze. There was a black cloud yeah. behind that fish that was 20 foot long by 10 foot wide. And I and when when you first see it, like you're thrown off because yeah. your mind's not processing what mm-hmm. what it is. Like I started thinking, like, is that bait? Is that like the the the, the weird blob thing from Creepshow, that scary movie? Is like it a I, cloud rolling. I couldn't I couldn't process it, and then it hit me that it was a freaking school of smallmouth, dude. Oh, Eight feet of water, a cloud of smallmouth behind this one I'm reeling in, and I like. I like couldn't breathe. I, I, I like stopped. I like reeling, and I I had a buoy right there, and I'm like try to kick at it, kick at it. I finally kicked the buoy, kicked it off, and I I wanted to turn away because I didn't want to see him. I was like scared of it. I turned away, <laughs> and I landed that fish, and it was every cast, dude, for wow. 40 minutes. It oh was every cast, but I started to wear on him. That was the final day. That was the last day, and I started to wear on him about 40, 45 minutes in. 
they started to follow the jerkbait and not bite it. Yeah. They started getting a little smart to it, right? So I had a tube rigged. And so I got my tube out and I'd reel the tube up. So the tube was right at the tip of the rod. If one would follow it, I would quick just pitch that tube out there and catch them. And that was my deal. And so they started shying away from it. I started throwing a tube. It started working. I started catching some fish, and there were some bigger ones. And I had this good one, a three and three quarter, follow the jerkbait right behind it. I'm like, and it's nosing, it's nosing, it's nosing, nosing, and it stops and just fades down. And I quick reel that jerkbait in. I put the jerkbait down, and I turn around to grab my tube and make a quick cast, and I hear, and I look, and dude, that fish came up and smashed that jerkbait hanging yeah. over no. the over the water. Yep. I had it reeled up, but it was hanging. That fish came out of the water and freaking ate that jerkbait. Dude, the rod was going. I grabbed the rod by the butt and in one motion swung in a three and three and a half, three and three quarter. No. And dude, I looked at it and I didn't know it was the same thing. I didn't know if that was a legal fish because I had the tube in my hand. Yeah. I was going to make another cast. I didn't, but I was going to. Right. And I was catching them so good, I let that fish go. But yeah. but that was a weird one, too. When, I, them, when them smallmouth get charged up, Bri, yeah, yeah. it's disgusting. It can be disgusting. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. They're crazy fish. Yes, they are. They're nuts. They're nuts. Speaking of a crazy fish catch, yeah. what about the one when your line broke? That was crazy. If the computer was, if if this thing was working hey, right now, right here, I was just right here, that same thing. I okay, you to just see that he yeah. caught a jerk bait or caught one on a jerk bait, dangling over the water. Yeah, you break your line, you jump in, grab your line. That shit's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That happened. That was badass. That, that actually they got that on. They got that footage. They yes. got that on film. Yeah, I, I would play it right now, but yeah. just so everybody knows, we're having some. It's just, it's been a while. We've been pretty solid. Look it up on YouTube. Mike Iconelli. Yeah. Crazy fish catch. What year was that, Mike? That was uh, the year I won Angler of the Year. That was the tournament I won AOI, a table rock. Table rock. A lot of of pressure in that event for me. Wow. It's crazy. That was, by the way, that was four-pound test. No I dropped down. It was the second day. I dropped down from six to four to try to get more bites. That was four-pound test. Did it work? Uh, (laughs) I went back to six on the last day. Because I then I was scared of you know that stuff happening. You probably knew you couldn't jump in the water a couple right. more times and get your lines. So. Right, the water was cold. I didn't want to freeze yeah. my balls off. Yeah. Uh, but so let's let's jump back. So you know Lake Erie, that last event of that year, you had a, an amazing tournament, good shot to win. Did that give you the confidence to to keep going, to keep entering yes. the opens and, and that keep moving? That was like that was a major. It was a big tur- tournament for you because it was like. It's realistic. It's, yeah. You know, I was, you know, really, you know, to have that feeling coming into weighing, you don't know what, you know, you don't, I didn't know what you had. I didn't know what anybody else had. Yeah. You know, but to have that feeling, it's like, that's what everybody wants to get Yeah. back to. Yeah. You know, and you're still doing it and you've won oh, yeah. almost everything, but you love that feeling coming into weighing. You got a sack of fish. And you're, you know, you got that feeling in your gut, like what's going to happen. It's a you great feeling. It's awesome, and you can't buy that. Yeah. You can't do, you know, can't get it from anywhere. No. So, after that tournament, it's been like, okay, I'm going to do this. Yeah. So it's been downhill from there. It's it's it has been downhill because <laughs> we're here two seasons later, and and this season you came close, very very close, 
I'd call it inches away from qualifying for the elites. Um, what, I mean, what, what, how do you, and, and by the way, you're going to be fishing all three divisions again. Again. In 2016. Yep. So what's your mindset? Because, you know, from my perspective, I'm looking at, I'm like, you almost won an open. Last year you came inches from qualifying for the elites. So it's just, it's a matter of time. One of these, you know, Hopefully. this year you're going to make it. The Hopefully. next year you're going to make it. Or you're going to win an open. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're there. What, what? It just it's just like with anything with any sport you just you know you you achieve something and you want something more. Yeah. So you, the expectations now you know going into this is my third fourth time fishing the Open. Yep. Fourth, fourth year. This will be your fourth year. So yep. um, definitely expect to do well, but um, you know ever you know fishing them for so long now it's like you know i fished around i fish with you guys you know it's like i you know respect you guys but i want to i want to do well i want to you know i want to beat you guys yeah and i want to be up there fishing with you guys so um that's that's the only thing is the expectations get higher and higher yeah so you know going into next year i expect to be getting a check i expect to be getting top 12s but that you know whether that happens or not, right. but having that mindset's a huge thing in fishing, at the end as of, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's fishing, you know, on any given day. Let me remind you, uh, I'm going to start checking. Uh, Ryan DeCarpenter is busy with other stuff, but I want to be checking it. Oh, I, I've got questions, but you do. waiting for you guys to get oh. through your conversation. Okay, cool. Uh, let me remind you, we, we want to hear from you. Hit us up on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages, at Ike Live Show, if you've got any questions. Um Here's one that I know uh, because when we were periscoping, it was the other one I saw. I didn't get a chance to ask you, but I want to ask you. There's a ton of young guys out there. Now, I, I call you young yeah. because you're a younger guy in the sport, and I'm an old guy. But <laughs> there's guys even younger than you in a their teens, younger. 20s. Yeah. Um, and I think they look at both you and your brother, and they see this amazing amount of success in a small period of time, especially from – the standpoint of a sponsorship perspective, right? Yeah. Talk, talk a little bit about that, because that was one of the questions that came through a Periscope, and I don't remember who posted it, but they said, holy shit, Hunter's doing so well with sponsors this early. How do you do it? That That's a that's a great question. I think a lot of people see that. They see, you know, they see Fletcher, they see you doing amazing, and, and they ha- you guys have brands, you have images, you're working with companies. How did all that happen in such a short period of time? Well, I think, uh, you know, for me, it was a heck of a lot easier because Fletcher obviously already paved a road of gold for me. True, yeah. You know, and I'm not going to deny that. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here. You know, I wouldn't be fishing. He's taught me everything. He's done dang near everything for me. Yeah. You know, but put a, you know, catch the fish for me, basically. But Did he used to change your diapers? Occasionally, he still does. <laughs> if we're at the tournament how, sometimes. How and many I'm, years between you? Three years. Oh, three? Okay. Yep. And you but, have another brother, right? I have a younger brother. Oh, younger? Chandler. Chandler? Yep. Okay. He's a smart one. He stays in school. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> good move. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, the connections were already in place. So I got to shake hands with, you know, big people in the industry before I was, you know, actually doing well in fishing. And uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff with the videos, and I think a lot of people like that. And it's not that I'm a, 
I'm a great angler. Um, I think, like you said, the image and do, doing what I'm doing with the videos is is right there with what I'm a, trying to achieve. Right. On the fishing side. Yeah. So that all together, um, you know, and just being really blessed, I've been super fortunate to have the things I have, and that could go away anytime. I know that, but um, you know, just having those guys back me, like I said, every at such a young age yeah. or so young in the sport, um, I really appreciate them taking the risk because yeah. it is. But Well, I, I tell you, from my perspective, what I love, uh, and, and I attribute a lot of your success to what you guys have done, you know, and I, I think it's it's amazing because this sport, Brian Brian the Carpenter, correct me if I'm wrong, when when we were young, I say young, when we were talking about when we were 18, 19, 20, and we were in this club, and we looked at professional fishing, there was a huge group of the same people, right? Southern guys that were 40, 50 years old, and it was all the same, just a big blur of that same group of anglers. Yep. And now, what I love about the sport, and and what I think is amazing is that there's different people with different backgrounds, and, and you guys bring something to the table that's fresh and different, and that's that's had to help you guys a lot. Going back to that, you are probably one of the first ones to change that image. Am I right? Uh, maybe. You've paved the road for us to make it a heck of uh, well, a lot easier, though. <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm a dick, and I was able to brand that. Is that right? He said said it. Okay, Brian agrees. I agree. But no, like I said, you are the, you know, I looked at you and I wasn't even into fishing yet when Fletcher just started fishing. I'm like, who's this guy? I like this guy because he's crazy. He's screaming all the time. Um, And I just was an outsider looking in, you know, my motocross roots. That's the type of stuff I was used to. Yeah. And that's all we've really done. We haven't, we haven't deviated from who we were before right and i think some people try to change and conform to be what the sport is or what it's you know imaged as yeah and i i didn't really i just you know did what i wanted not wanted to do but i didn't change you know it's like just because i'm fishing doesn't mean you're the same guy now you know i still got the flat hat because that's the same thing yeah when you were doing motocross to now absolutely you're the same person absolutely that's amazing i'm super excited i know the last tournament i fished a uh, guy came up to me and he's like, you know, I heard you over there screaming, you know, but how big was that fish? And I'm like, I don't know, like a three pounder. <laughs> and he's like, I thought you caught a 10 pounder. <laughs> That's how I am. I'm kind of like, like Mike here, but I get excited. I, you know, we didn't change to be something else. So yeah. I think that says a lot for us and for people coming in. You know, there's a lot of young kids I see now kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. Just they can they be are. themselves, right? Yeah, they don't have absolutely. to conform to... A certain it, stereotype. It grows the sport, yeah. I think, uh, to to the city fishing, like we've talked about, to all across the country. It's not stereotypically, uh, you know, one certain image. Yeah, that's but. awesome. All right, Brian Carpenter, let's uh, let's go to you. You've been checking the Ike Live show social feeds. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and and. I think you've got some. Uh... I hit you with a couple of Facebook, and then we'll and then I'll dig into the Twitter questions. Uh, Nathan Hahn wants to know what lures do you use when in Wisconsin? 
<laughs> That's a good question. Is that for me or is that for Hunter? Is it for both of us? It's for both of us. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nathan, uh, I use uh, Lures in Wisconsin. Well. Cheese. I use cheese. Yeah. I like cheese. I like fried cheese. Fried cheese. I like cheddar cheese. Yeah. Uh, you know, it depends on the fishery, right? Like, yeah. Wisconsin's a pretty big state. Uh, I... It's a hard one to answer because it really depends on the fishery. Right. Uh, yeah. If you had one. If I had one. I, you know, Wisconsin, a lot of the Wisconsin fishing I'm doing smallmouth, right? So I'd have to say like a uh, typical smallmouth bait, like a tube or a drop shot would, would probably be. Or... Yeah, would probably be right up there at the top. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Morgan Krell, also from uh, Facebook. Uh, I guess this one's directed towards you, Mike. I'm from New York City, and I know you guys were out here a couple weeks ago. How do you guys do? What lakes did you fish? When will the video be coming out? And when are you coming back? Great question. Uh, yeah, we did. We fished up in New York City. We actually fished in Central Park. Uh, we fished two of the lakes in Central Park. We fished um, the lake, and we fished Harlem Mere. Uh, and it was phenomenal. Phenomenal fishing right in the city. Um, man, I, I don't know when I'm coming back to New York City. Now, in New York... We have a few tournaments there next year. We have one on Cayuga and one on Oneida. So I'll be back at, uh, up in New York in the summer next year. Uh, as far as all the film, all the stuff we're doing right now, um, that stuff, you're going to see it starting in January. It's a new series called Going Ike. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more. Uh, but great question. What else you got, Brian? Joey Randall on Twitter, uh, at Catch More Fish. Can Hunter and Ike discuss the differences between spotted bass and smallmouth bass behavior? They seem to have a lot of similarities. Ooh, that's a good question. No, they don't. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) But what is a scientific name for a spotted bass, Brad? Do you know? Spotopotamus. Yes, spotopotamus. Micropterus spotomotamus? Yep. What about a smallmouth? Macropterus. Micropterus macropterus? Yep. That's not not the scientific name. Uh... (laughs) I, I I tell you my opinion on it. I mean they're they're different species, um, and and you know they act different uh, certain times of the year. I, I I think the similarities are they tend to group up more than largemouth. They'll they'll do that especially in the in the extreme temperature periods, summer and winter. They group up, group up. They tend to be a little more aggressive than largemouth, right? So uh, uh, quicker moving bait. But smallmouth, let me tell you, smallmouth feed more on sight and scent than any of the other bass species. Ooh. They do, for sure. And, you know, I, I can tell you it from, that, from years of experience. And why are the best smallmouth days you've ever had in your life? It's always sunny and freaking piss-selected. High sun, no wind, calm conditions. That's the, that, when you yeah. think of those conditions, you think that's tough fishing. For big smallmouth, it's the best conditions. Best. It's because they sit, they're using their vision. Yep. The other analogy I'm going to give you is gulp. And, and dude, we know this. Yeah. Gulp is an amazing product. When you're fishing for a largemouth, it doesn't matter. When you're fishing for spotted bass, maybe a little. But when you're fishing for smallmouth, dude. Big difference. Huge difference. Huge difference. And it's because smallmouth feed on scent. Sight and scent more than large mountain spots. What do you have to add to that? I'm going to tell the difference between spots and smallmouth since you kind of you got that covered on yeah. the similarities. 
spots, they don't care about the, like, when it comes to the weather, if it's sunny one day and you caught them, and it's cloudy the next, go and throw everything away that you used the first day because you're going to have to go fish totally different. Yeah. Smallmouth, usually you can catch them still about the same. May not catch as many, but spots change like that. They soup. They change big time. And you do, and just don't be afraid to change with them. I mean, yeah. like there's so many of them that you can go run windy points one day, the next day it's slick calm. You go hit docks or or whatever. But just being versatile with those. And once you figure out what they're biting, lights out. But smallmouth are dumb. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Smallmouth are dumb. Spotted bass are smart. They can be <laughs> dumb. Yeah. Smallmouth can be dumb. Uh, speaking of smallmouth, I. You just showed me a video today, and I've seen a, I've seen a lot of your stuff, uh, but I got to see two today that I hadn't seen before, mm-hmm. and one was a smallmouth piece that you shot for Berkeley or Abu, I think it was Abu. Mm-hmm. Yep. Talk a little bit about that. When, when did you shoot it, and and where could people find it? Because it was it was sick. Yeah, it's um we was up in Sturgeon Bay. It's uh just we were in June, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were testing out all the new Abu Garcia spinning rods, spinning reels, the whole new lineup for 2016. Awesome stuff. But we were up there, and half of them were on beds, some of them weren't. But I, the funny thing is, is I've never fished for them on beds before. Yeah. Because Lake Erie, you're thinking, oh, you go smallmouth fishing all the time right there. Yeah. But Lake Erie's too dingy. Right. You can't see them. Right. So this is the first time I ever got to see a smallmouth on a bed. How deep were they? Three, four foot, okay. roughly. Yep. So, I mean, really easy to see. But it was just really neat to actually mm-hmm. see them. And you want to talk about largemouth fishing compared to them. I mean, they you could you could have threw a boot in there, and I think they would have tacked it. A boot. It. <laughs> a boot. <laughs> but we had a lot of fun with that one. We had some you know cool drone footage. And you can find it on my YouTube page, Hunter Shock Fishing 496 Films, or uh, my Facebook page. I'll have Brian put put that up for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brian's going to put up a video for us here, but it'll be in like a week. Yeah. It will actually video see the video. me smashing this computer. Oh, yeah, a video of you smashing the computer. I want to curb stomp it. <laughs> Do face. it. Curb stomp it. Uh, let, let's, let's switch it, and now that we're talking about videos, I, I want to kind of now talk about the video thing, because uh, this to me is interesting because, you know, there's a few – There's a, I, I want to say there's a handful – of guys right now in this industry, whether it's saltwater or freshwater. Uh, Frankie Marion from C1 Films would be one guy. You'd be another. There's a few more that are changing the way that people view fishing. Um, and you really are. I'm, I'm not just saying that. It, mm-hmm. It's it's like art, almost. Right? No, seriously. <laughs> seriously. That's the best way to describe it. It's actually like, it's like a film. It's like a movie. It's actually, you know, it's cinema, right? Yeah. It's not a standard video. I, I, I want to talk about it. I want, I want to start at the beginning, though. So how did you get into this madness? So you you pressed record for Fletcher years ago. Years ago. Years and years ago. And now <laughs> here we are in Nightlife Studios, and you're still pressing record. For, how, for him and everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> so how did this whole video gig start? Um, really, it started... Uh, after my first year fishing, and then I just like I seen uh, Brandon Polinick, and I think he was one of the first ones. Shea Baker, they were doing these cool, you know, they, having the GoPro videos, and I'm just like, you know, I 
I think I could do that. Yeah. You know, I want to try. It looks fun. Looks yeah. like something just to tape on your boat when you're fishing and, you know, hey, you caught a fish, but nobody's seen it right. until you, you know, you have a picture or, or video of it. So I just, I didn't have a computer or a camera. I ordered both of them and yeah, I just dug into it. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. No schooling in it. Yeah, so no, just, so you didn't go to like uh, ITT Technical Institute, nothing. The college where you wear your pajamas or any of that shit. Nothing. <laughs> you just so I just you like oh I don't know what program I need to use. I, I I have a buddy that that does a lot of film work that I got to get some ideas from him. But at the end of the day, I'm you know researching stuff on YouTube and you know next thing I know I'm I'm making a video and. It's up and running, and yeah. I, I learn something every time, though. I mean, just this week, you know, I'm learning new stuff, which yeah. is the cool thing about it. Like, it never ends. Right. It's just like fishing. Like, it never ends. Yeah. And that's what I, I got into it to do is just have fun, yeah. you know, just to make something cool, and it's just spiraled out of control at this point. <laughs> but I, I love it because we have no idea where it's going to go. Right. I, I want to I put something together that's, like, makes fishing so much bigger because it is right but it's just not there yet yeah and i I want it to get there i want you know i want to make something so cool and interesting that you know someone that doesn't like fishing will sit down and watch it and they have no idea what's going on but they just like to watch it yeah picture the qual everything and that's that's my ultimate goal yeah you know is to get new people coming in i I think that's amazing, uh, and I know we've got, I'm sure we've got a lot of people watching tonight, and they're stunned right now. A lot of people are going to be listening to this podcast, and they're stunned <laughs> because you have no formal training in this at all. None. None. None at all. So you never, you never went to a class, you never, I mean, I mean, what we're seeing, that Abu video that I'm talking about, mm-hmm. what we're seeing... You nobody ever taught you to do that. This is all self-taught. No, the only class I ever ta- taken was a, a multimedia class, and I think everybody takes that in high school. Right. You know, and I made up a couple like videos that was software's not even close to the we same. We have Woodshop. Yes, it's the same thing. You pick Mr. Wo- Greer. <laughs> yes, you have Woodshop or yeah. multimedia, and I Mr. Got Greer stuck yeah. in multimedia, so yeah. it wasn't like. It wasn't the same thing as what it is now. But. Yeah. That's amazing. I know the people just shaking their heads that, you know, they, they can't believe that you started with a GoPro <laughs> and an iMovie. It's the same. And, it's the same as anything, though. It's yeah. just like with the fishing or, you know, whatever you want to do. It's just, you know, just go for right. it. Right. You know, go ahead first. Right. I now, couldn't tell you the amount of nights that I've spent where I didn't sleep or I would go to bed. Mm-hmm. I still do it. I'll go to bed at four or five a.m. and at the time i was still working so five a.m i'd go to sleep i'd set my alarm for seven i'd get up and work all day yeah just to make a video for myself or me and my brother or something yeah because i so ate up with it and i wanted to get it done so you know i didn't have any other time because work or fishing or whatever so i just stay up all night and do it wow a lot of you know people couldn't fathom staying up working on a video but that's amazing. Now, Brian, I don't know. We, I think a lot of people are thrown off by the fact that they see these videos. They go on Hunter's YouTube page or they see his Facebook stuff, and they see these videos and they think it's a big production, right? They think there's two or three people, there's giant cameras all around. 
Were you surprised today at the limited amount of equipment that was used in, in filming when we were out there today? Uh, I wasn't surprised because I've I've seen this a few times, but I guess initially I was. Yeah. You know, but there's still some setup. Oh, there's setup. I, oh yeah. I mean, I mean, when when we uh, a couple of those shots, you know, we, he set up a camera in this spot and then moved, you know, and got himself a, a second camera shot there. Ran the drone. It's still it's still a bit of a production, and there's there's a creative value to putting that whole deal together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but uh, there's something to be said about the rawness of it. Yeah. You know, that it isn't a polished, you know, produced right. deal. Yeah. Yeah, and that, and that brings up a good point, which is, uh, you know, I think your stuff has a feel to it that's very much yours that is not, has not been seen in the fishing industry but I've seen it some other places in some other sports. Do you do, do you take a lot of that from your days in motocross? Some of the stuff that you saw there in that world, and have you transferred that to what you're filming now in the fishing world? Absolutely. I don't think there's anything new being done now that hasn't been done in the past off right. of anything. You yeah. Know, everybody's using something or an idea, uh, maybe technology-wise, maybe a little change, but everything's been almost done before right but that's just going back to you know how we are coming from motocross that's just the way we like to do it right that's the kind of like the style um i like you know cool music you know whether that's uh hip-hop or rock or classical because classical can be you know pretty you know get you amped up and stuff two yeah but He's taking, taking phone calls. He's taking phone calls. He's not paying attention. <laughs> no, I'm producing, but, bro. Yeah, you know, racing, you know, there's all kinds of videos in racing that's got kind of got that same image, same look. Yeah. Um, but that's just what I've been used to seeing, so I guess I'm used to kind of going towards that. Yeah. You know, that the whole style, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Now, I, I, I got to tell you, it's, um, I've got to see you work now five days in a row, and it's it's amazing to to see it um and, Sit with and the camera it, it's amazing no it's amazing <laughs> to see it it's amazing to see this one man operation from from the videoing standpoint but i got an honest question what's harder the video actually being out there videoing this and having that vision and setting up the shots in your mind or when you got to go back and get this mass amount of raw footage and then actually paint the picture, right? Mm-hmm. Actually take – and tell me you're saying, because that's funny, but you take this massive shit, and then you make a little beautiful story out of it. What's your saying, by the way? We make a – we take a chicken shit, yep. make chicken salad out of it. You make chicken salad out of chicken How many shit. pounds of chicken salad would you like? I like 69 pounds, please. It's a lot. No, because it is it, – it's a ton of footage. I don't know how much uh, storage space I put on my hard drive this week. Maybe h- half, three quarter of a terabyte, which is a lot. And I'm not a nerd, believe me. I don't. A terabyte? Know. Is that a dinosaur? Or? It's just a large group of memory. <laughs> is it related to T Rex with the little know. arms? If, if you got rid of the flat uh, square bill hat and you just put a, some glasses on, you could be pretty nerdy. And if you I had, could, I can be. If you had yeah. little arms, you could live in Ticonderoga. <laughs> 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 uh, 
So what's harder? Uh, that is, that's or? like that's going in like getting your hand like the filming. I like the filming because there's so much. There's always that unknown, you know. Yeah. Um, some days are tougher than others, but when you go back to edit, that's the stay up all night. Mm. You know, you're sitting at a desk. Mm. And I, I'm saying this like it's so hard, <laughs> and I know there's people out there like, oh, I work in a factory. Yeah, or I, do, I was about to throw something at you. Look, he's like, ready yeah, to bust that damn window down. I'm not saying it in a standpoint of right. stamina or, or you know, strength or anything like that. It's just your mind, you know? Yeah. Like keeping your mind focused and sharp to keep doing it because you don't want to produce something that's crap just because right. you, you're tired. You know, I, yeah. I want to get it done. Yeah. So, you know, staying focused, keeping all that stuff organized, that that's probably is the toughest part. Right. Because going into a normal two to three minute video, people, you know, think you just, you know, oh, you filmed. Well, when's the video coming out? Next week? You yeah. know? And they'll be... 50- like Brian the Carpenter? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You want to have something tonight. ready for tonight. There'll be, uh, there'll be 50 hours, <laughs> 50 straight hours of editing, just roughly give or take on that two to three minute video wow so that's amazing a lot of time a lot of time spent and devoted just to you know get that finished right. product that's amazing it's a lot of time that's amazing how about that Brian? 50 hours for one two to three minute piece yeah that's 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 ridiculous that's yeah. a lot of time that is a lot of time it's tremendous minutes. what is it for two minutes hey yes. i got a follow-up question to that yes it, you know, you said what's harder, filming it or going back and going through the editing process. How about filming it and not fishing? Ooh. Because that would make me freaking nuts. And you've Ooh. done this all week long. All week long. <clears throat> Been to, what, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, four days, five days, Sunday. Yeah. Sunday, too. Five I've got, straight I've days. I've gotten to watch Mike fish, catch fish, everybody catch fish. Yeah. It's been fun. No, I'm just kidding. Even Pete no. Lusick <laughs> caught a fish. Yeah. And that's Dave, rare. And Dave caught fish, and I he caught did. fish, and the Miller brothers caught fish. They did? Yeah, yeah. They did. And I've caught Hunter's, zero. But Hunter didn't. No. Zero. Yeah. Tomorrow might be the day. Yeah. <laughs> tomorrow, I'm going to, uh, it's a going away present for Hunter tomorrow. But seriously, how hard is that, catch man? Is it it's, driving nuts, or? Honestly, I feel like I live, <laughs> and you can probably relate to this, I live two different lives. Like, like I am Kate? I don't know. I don't know what that is. All right. <laughs> I pass. Save Kate, for after hours. Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> no, no, not like that. Okay. Do you want to hold this? <laughs> no. Put that away. That's <laughs> But uh, it's like I live two different lives. It's I got the fishing, the fishing, and then the video stuff. So I take, you know, I'm at a tournament and it's wide open. Social media is off, e- emails are off, and I'm just so focused on a tournament. You get focused, you do. Yes, because I've tried to call you. Tournament yeah, week practice. Sh- sh- stop calling me. Mike. Yeah. Ignore. I have. Delete. Yeah. Ignore. Sure. <laughs> sure. What? Put put that somewhere. What's the matter? That mushroom's been there the whole time. Yeah, but now it's all right. That's better. And so I have, you know, and, and you're so focused on fishing, and then the tournament's done. It's over. You have tournament hangover. You're like, what do I do now? Okay. And then in the videos, you go straight to the videos, and it's now I'm doing videos, and I I try to keep the two separate, just you know it's easier that way. Yeah. And running the camera on you or on my brother or anyone, and just having that to focus on is easier to to me than when I try to make a fun video like for myself or with other people, 
and I'm trying to run a camera, run all the other cameras, have my girlfriend or my little brothers, they all contributed, like, they're just as much part of 496 Films as anybody yeah. to running the stuff, helping me out, because you can't do it all on your own. Right. So to, to film and, and catch fish is, like, mind-boggling. <laughs> yeah. So when all I got to do is sit there with a camera and make sure I'm in the right positions, the settings are right, I get you to just catch a fish, it's easier. Yeah. So much easier. But, it, to, you know, I've caught fish before, so I'm not, like, in a big hurry to come out here and see you guys catch a fish and be like on it right then right. i want to catch one no Did the 30 pound carp I'm, make you a little antsy though the 30 pound carp was interesting <laughs> <laughs> i can't yeah we'll see the that was going the video of that coming soon yeah 30 pounder yeah i got a quick comment here. boat flipped what do you got boat flipped no. Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't boat, boat flipped, flipped on the mics. Uh, 12 pound. 12. 12 pound on a silver buddy. Silver buddy. Jeez. In the tail. Silver gold In buddy. Tail. In the tail. Uh, <laughs> um, Scott Toot the T. Scott to the T. Scott Toot Nanny. Scott to the T. Uh, I hope that Pete's not is okay with someone else breaking in his brand new chair. <laughs> I'll be waiting for my prize package. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Very nice. Scott, you win. We're not sending you nothing, but you win. You win. A whole tube of liquid mayhem. You get the mayhem. Yeah. And it's actually that. ketchup on the inside. Yes. I'll tell you more about that later. <laughs> that was very good. Stop that. Stop that. Stop that. Science. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, what is the best? Uh, this for you, uh, Hunter. Uh, otherwise known as Fletcher's brother. What yep. is the best value entry-level camera? GoPro, Sony, JVC, etc. And what model? Um, best value entry-level. I give them a couple options out there. Yeah, the the camera that I ended up getting is a very high-dollar camera. But like, I started off with a GoPro. You know, they have GoPros out there. They have the Sony action cams. They got all kinds of stuff like that. You know that. Is basically you click record, point, shoot type of thing. Um, and then above that, I'm not really sure as far as the zoom cameras, um, the type, the, the, like the camera I'm using now. Uh, I don't know the price points on them. But uh, like I said, a GoPro, or the action cam, anything like that that's, you know, you they're can all, put on your... They're you, fairly comparable. Yeah, you can put on your boat and, and they shoot great footage. You can, they're, you know, easy apps to use, easy software to, to manage. Um, that's the route that I started on. And 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 here's my answer to that. If you're asking Santa Claus for a camera this year, yes, ask for the Sony Red. Sony Red. Does Sony make the red or is it just red? No, the just the red. Oh, the red. <laughs> it's the it's red. only a fifty thousand dollar camera. Fifty thousand dollar camera. Ooh. The red. Oh. Yeah, I learned All that right. this week. So. How about it? It's tooting my knowledge. Uh. I, I, you have any more brackets? I, I want to talk about something. Uh, no, go ahead. What do you got? What is your bass of choice? That's not a bad question, actually. Your bass of choice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between the three species? Yeah. Oh, smallmouth for me. I want to catch smallmouth. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. I like largemouth. Largemouth. Big largemouth. Flipping. Heavyweight. Yes. Punching. Yes. I know that deal. Just dirty, That's your largemouth fishing. Big weight, big I line, punch through that shit. I love it. Yeah. Ate but, up but with is that. That's fun. Mike, is that is that tournament fishing or fun fishing, though? For Me for smallmouth, you mean? Yeah. Oh, that's fun fishing. Fun fishing, for yeah. sure. Yeah, smallmouth and tournament 
are more unpredictable. Yeah, they are. Than largemouth. Yes. Yeah. They are. Yeah. yeah I, I'll target largemouth more. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about. I got to see it this week, uh, but I I want I wanted to dive into it more. It's like a mad scientist watching you work with some of the stuff you did this week, and I got to see some really crazy drone shit, some really crazy, uh, just interesting camera techniques, slow mo shit. Where where does all this come from? Like what? I. I don't know. The I drone just, stuff is um, unbelievable because I saw you fly through <laughs> trees this week. Yeah, we the middle trees. Couple mishaps. We we over, got the shot though. That's the thing. Yeah. I'm not afraid to risk it for the shot. Yeah. Do it for the vibe. And you've lost drones before. You want to oh, talk about some of that? Quick story. Yeah. Back on Sturgeon Bay. Yeah. Um, we're sitting there filming. Uh, I actually had one of the guys from Abu Garcia never flown a drone before. I said you. Do you know how to? No. Have you played Xbox before? Yes. Okay, you're good to go. Here. And he flew the drone for me and did great. You can see in the video is awesome. Yeah. And um, it actually ended up taking off by itself. You couldn't control it. It takes all the way off back to where it started because they have GPS in them. And I knew what it was doing. And I said, everybody get down. And it was probably 100 yards away. We get in the boat, put the boat on pad and three foot of water. I know this is unsafe, <laughs> but this is a this is probably twelve or fourteen hundred dollars getting ready to land in the water. Where you launched it? Where I launched it from? It's was, wanting to go home, like yeah. a salmon spawning in the creek. Home. <laughs> so, <laughs> there I am. Shut the boat down. I don't even take it out of gear. I I run up on the front deck and literally jump off the boat into three four foot of water. And trudging, and at this point, the the drone's just hovering on the water, and then it starts to hit it, hit it, and it just goes into the water, and I scoop it back up out of it. Wow. And I saved it. And the whole time, my girlfriend and uh, Kevin is beached on the beach from me not shutting the boat off. And it so idled. the boat just kept going. The boat just kept going and idled up onto the bank. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kevin, don't make plays? Oh, no. It, it, it didn't go too far. Maybe 20 yards. But uh, I Kevin, saved, don't make plays. I, I ruined the camera, ruined the gimbal on the drone, but I saved the drone. The drone we use this week. Same drone. Same drone. Wow. So, now did, fingers did, did crossed. Did you save the footage, or the, the footage was gone? I did. I got the footage, which was the most important thing. Yeah. I got the card out quick, dried it off. But, um, yeah, and you've seen how I've reacted. How do how do I react every time I land the drone? Oh, yeah. You love it. It's I, like glory. When you grab that thing, it's like you're the champion. Yeah, I got it. It's Touchdown. Like, it's like when Mike catches a fish. Oh, yeah. I feel like I cheat death every time I land it gotta be proud of that it's a sketchy proposition yeah i'm not a drone flyer right don't know a lot about it yeah but i have one gotcha well i think you did pretty good this week i saw you go we still have it that's the best yeah (laughs) and i won't get into specifics because we don't want any of the uh, law enforcement chasing us down (laughs) but i saw you doing some crazy shit with that thing this week we didn't really think the whole process through but no we got an awesome shot we do did, yeah. you, did you talk about it or no? No, we're not talking about it. It's probably a good idea. Yeah, yeah. it's probably a good idea. No. Yeah. Good but call. it was good. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. It will make for an awesome video. It's going to be awesome. Now, now, did, beside, you, get, did, okay. you, did you get footage of the uh, of the of the flyby? 
Well, it was up when that happened, so yes, we'll see. But no, no, no it wouldn't have. It wouldn't have got that because it, the camera's pointing down. Was that an A10? What was it? <laughs> I don't know. It was something was scrambled. It was a jet. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was amazing. Uh, so we, <laughs> you talked about that that losing, you know, almost losing that drone. Mm-hmm. Have you had ever had any just miserable losses of equipment so far? Yes. Tell me about that. I was the same thing. The drone again. Another and, drone. Yes. So I'm sitting there, and my girlfriend, and we, we were at the lake doing, finishing up a video. We wanted to get some aerial shots. And, of course, the weather was bad when we were fishing, so I had to uh. go back. We are getting the aerial shots, and almost done. I go bringing the drone around. It just flies off again. And it, it was flying back to where it started. Where this time, there were, we were on a tree line. And it goes zipping down the tree line, and I'm, there's nothing I could do. And I'm hitting the buttons. And it's just humming, 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 humming right into the tree. Oh, hits a tree, no. hits a tree, falls in about, I don't know, six inches of water, and sat there. And it was toast. Oh. Wow. I have it sitting on my mantle. Like a trophy. Yeah. Do you get insurance on them? I don't think any insurance company's going to cover that. Yeah. <laughs> yet, yet alone me driving. Right. It. <laughs> hey, I got a uh, I got a caller. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, one of your uh, uh, fishing partners from this past season. Cool. Let's see who it awesome. is. Uh, caller, what's your name? Where are you call from? Wall to wall, treetop tall, baby. What's shaking? Fat Cat Newton coming at you. <laughs> Fat Cat what's in the up? house tonight. Fat Cat Newton. That's awesome. I was just talking about you today. Right on, man. What's shaking? What's everybody doing, man? Y'all down there making some noise or what? Well, we're making movies. We're making history. We're making people famous. We made Brian the Carpenter famous today. It was awesome. That's a beautiful thing. I just got done filming myself today, man. I got a new video coming out uh, about swim baits, man. The whole West Coast swim bait game. Uh, how I pretty much started it all back in 87. And um, <laughs> I'm just trying to you know get credit where credit is due you know i mean these guys over there are just straight flossing and nobody's giving me my credit you got butch brown over there just straight jacking 12 15 17 pounders and never thanking me for teaching him everything at least i mean i consider bush to be a great friend and i've never met him or talked to him he doesn't know me but i consider him to be a friend and for him not to acknowledge you know me doing the first is kind of yeah. annoying but yeah i i hear you and i i knew that i knew the swim bait craze Dates back to 87, and I I know that year was special to you, so I know you had to have something to do with that. Now, do, are you mad at Byron Velvick for taking any of the credit away from you? I, listen, Byron, bless his heart. He, that dude, oh, Byron, I mean, he, he's probably a good, a cool cat, but he thinks he's a whole lot funnier than what he really is. He's that guy that makes you feel uncomfortable. He's the guy that, <laughs> he laughs more at his jokes than anybody else does. He's the guy when you're around him, your jaws hurt because you've been fake smiling the whole time because you don't want to make him feel bad for himself because he's not funny at all. But, now, now, yeah, I, but, I, listen, I, hold on, whoa, whoa, I, I know it's your show with Fat Cat's on, Fat Cat's on, <laughs> about my swim bait video, I mean, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't see skinny jeans. I'm the dude that started the skinny jeans trade, the flat brim like Hunter's wearing. I started that, and nobody gets But the skinny jeans, I was fishing a tournament, you know, on the West Coast. I think I was in Austin, Texas somewhere. And I was fishing, and it was probably about 7 o'clock in the morning, and I made a long cast, and boom, I set hook on the 12-pounder straight jacking, and I was rocking my beautiful boy jeans. Well, I just so happened to lose my foot and fell off the back. 
what were the people going to chase all day long? Got to the weigh and I probably had three fish for 72 pounds, and everybody was more concerned about my jeans being so tight than they were the fish to wear. Boom, next thing you know, skinny jeans start, West Coast. Uh, it just makes me, and then, you know, the swim bait thing. And now, if you want to be a swim baiter, you buy a skateboard, some skinny jeans, a flat bill, oh and you go buy an $800 swim bait. And I mean, I'm the dude with the swim bait thing. I've got swim baits people haven't even heard of. Like, I've got one I just got in from Japan. It's Amish made. Oh, and I mean, it's, it's a three-piece sinking. It's a fast sinking, eight-ounce, 14-inch floating uh, swim bait made out of uh, birds of banana balsa wood. And, I've heard of uh, one of them. It's a game chaser. Yeah. What's it called? It's uh, I'm still working on a name for it. Okay. Anyway, uh, it's it's uh it's called a 24 bit about a four model. And that's just what it is. G42 classified right now. That's just the the ID code, but the yeah. name I'm still working on it. But keep, uh, keep it under wraps right now. Yeah, for, for right now, Hunter. Hey, Hunter, bless your heart, buddy. I I didn't want to come on here and put you on blast or nothing, but. I had a ball with you, dude, fishing at the James, but um, that's right. <laughs> you really made me feel uncomfortable, dude. That once when we pulled up in the back of that cove and you said you had to use the bathroom, I figured you were going to pee in a bottle or something. But when you got on the bow of the boat and you pulled your pants all the way down to your ankles, <laughs> all I saw was butt cheeks and you peeing off the front of the boat. I felt a little weird. <laughs> that's just how I pee. You don't pee like that. No, no, no. Then, yeah, it was just weird, man. Just, he saw, Get out of here. Bubble guts. You got, you got bubble guts. Next thing you know, you pop a live well, you start pooping in now. What are you doing? Man, I'm lunker dumping. And I'm like, I'm lunker dumping. <laughs> it was so uncomfortable. But no, it was, uh, it was definitely a blast, man. Yeah, we had a good, we had a good time that day. I was just, I was just telling Mike about it today that that we were partnered up day one there. I said I couldn't stop laughing half the time because you were just rolling the, the entire uh, day. Got, there was a couple times you got annoyed. You're like, has anyone ever told you that you're just not right? And I'm thinking, <laughs> you realize you got a fat cat in the back of the boat, right? <laughs> but no, it's all. Uh, oh, shoot. Yeah, you got no chance of having a good day and stay focused, man. Oh, we 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 stunk it up anyhow, so it didn't matter. I mean, at least oh, we dude, got James, at least we got the laugh. Suck it, the James. I mean, we fished <laughs> up in the chick. It was 212 degrees. I was sweating gravy. It was absolutely horrible. Oh, and another thing. Well, me and you, we were we were making that run to the chick, that hour run to the chick, and we were going across the big part of the river, and it was choppy, like you know, two four, two or three footers. Just we were pounding them. We didn't let we out, over. did we? And we didn't let out. We you, didn't you, let you, out. Yeah, you were letting her eat. But then remember old boy in the ranger blew oh, us and sprayed us? Yes. Do you know who that was? No. Say his name. I would tell you. Lefebvre. <laughs> that was Dave Lefebvre. <laughs> go you know it. go figure. Boy, Dave, true story, because the next day I ended up seeing old Lefebvre, and uh, yeah, sure enough, that's exactly who it was. And I mean, Ike, to be honest with us, man, you know, not a lot of people listen to your show right now so you can be honest nobody's going to hear you you're, you're shaking aren't you because he's coming to the elites next year you kind of you shook up aren't you he's he's very he's so scared he actually got up and walked out of the room Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, he did he? Good talking to you, Ike. Hey, I appreciate you walking out with a buddy. Good talking to you, buddy. Dude, his phone vibrated, and he says, I got to go, and he ran upstairs. Uh, oh, that's good. That's probably Dave calling him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's... All right, well, being teased, girl, let's talk. I want to know if you guys have heard anything about Casey Ashley, because all of a sudden, you know, he went at the Classic, and then he's MIA. I mean, every time I go to buy him milk, I'm looking on the side of the carton for him. I mean, <laughs> is Casey still a fisherman or what? <laughs> 
<laughs> he's he's just uh, you know trying to maximize this this time in in the in the limelight, you know. Send back by by hiding. Bless his heart, man. But the way was, I'm glad I called. We got called in right when Ike was walking out. I'm glad that phone call is so important. I, Hope everybody's okay. It was not about anything bad or. I, I think know. he had to bring groceries in out of the car. Yeah, it was <laughs> telemarketer calling. Habib calling about diet pills or something. Yeah. yeah. I always call at the perfect time. It seems. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the part where I run out of wind. And you look very awkward so, right now, Hunter. You want to talk about something, buddy? You, let's you talk food. about something. Well, what, well, what? well, how about your day on the water? I mean, how how was Hunter as as a uh, you know as as a boater? Oh well, yeah. go ahead. How, how about that, Hunter? How did you feel about that? How, we, how uh, you as a boater? I was in a uh, what was it? What what size boat was that? We ran it. I don't know, dude. All I will tell you this: I don't, Were you familiar <laughs> with that boat? Because every time we come down, you fill the back deck full of water. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, dude, like, when you come off pad, how about grease it? And so, like, the, my butt crack was full of river water every time it got down. <laughs> sure that was river water, man? Yeah, yeah. Man, you man, sure? yeah it may have been swamp water. You're right. It could have oh, yeah, had a little flavor, that's for sure. But, <laughs> fat cat gravy? Yeah, fat cat gravy. It was, it was a good time, dude. Hunter knows what's up. Uh, he had a game plan. He stuck to it, and um, it was... Just yeah, we we stuck to it and it didn't work, and then we we're like, well, what do we do now? We went and hit what one or two magic trees. Yeah, yeah, we sure did. And that one, I, <laughs> that one you caught one off of, and the boat drifted up a little bit, and yeah. I went ahead and flipped over to it and stuck it. Yeah. And he said, uh, <clears throat> and you went ahead and backed the boat up, put the power poles down, and I couldn't cast over the imaginary line anymore. <laughs> that was my only keeper. Thanks, Hunter. <laughs> Thanks, Hunter. I was in a, a true story. Too. That is a true. That is a true story. It's a hunter backboat at you. We had. Oh, yeah, we was in a. We were in backboaters in a crunch. So, so to put you go, fish Mike? in the boat. Did, did you have to bring groceries in, or what was that? Uh, children, babies, children's. Yeah. Oh, okay. Had to sizzle them. Children, that's good. Yeah, little babies, sleeping babies. The fat cat wasn't at all offended. Oh, okay. Thanks. Sorry about that, fat cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's toys. Well, you know. Hey. Whatever. Whatever, you know, just whatever. You guys are officially broke up now. Yeah. <laughs> now listen, I, while you were gone, while you were on the phone, I was asking about La Fibra. You shook up about La Fibra. I mean, I know that, you know, he intimidates you and everything, and that was him coming to the elites. I mean, he was bullying Hunter at the open, and now with you, I mean, uh, what are you doing? Are you working out? Are you out in the backyard, like, you know, lifted tires and, 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 and like, push-ups. What are you doing to get ready for the fever? Yeah, well, we had uh, we had Jim Miller and Dan Miller here. Who We've been are, training. Yeah, yeah, MMA superstars. Uh, and, yeah. you know, they, they taught me, I want to say, about four or five moves, you know, stuff that I could use actually on the elite trail. Yeah, to strangle you know? somebody. Yeah these, are, sure. yeah, these are functional moves that I could use on the trail. So, so, so you're going to – so, say if you guys are fishing one of the first tournaments and you're locking through somewhere and somebody – happens to run up on you, you're just going to get out and camel clutch them, kind of like uh, old Hitch did, or what? I, I might have to. I don't know. I mean, the technique issues was more of a push. Uh, but, you <laughs> yeah, know. By, by the I, way, well, Fat Cat, I just want you to know that uh, Hunter Hunter was a uh, witness. First-hand witness. First-hand witness to that oh. altercation. Hey, he can answer yeah. any I, of your I questions. I cannot wait <laughs> until Toho Brawl 2016. Yeah. Part now, two. It will happen. Yeah. Rumor somewhere. is the guys are already lining up some old abandoned warehouse, and they're going to be 
wrapping their hands up with cloth and be dipping them into glue and shards of glass. <laughs> Could be. That's what I heard. I don't know mm. if there's any truth to it or not. Yeah. It, Might be. Let it go. Let them fight. Yeah, let there, it go. There you go. Let them fight. What about Pete Reese's new truck, the 650? Is he overcompensating for something or what? <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Look, I always get the awkward replies. Can't nobody just open the list. Let's bash. Can we bash anybody for God's sake? Hold on, Fat Cat. I'm the only one that's got a bash. Can we talk bad about anybody on this show? Wait, hold on. We're going we're gonna to follow this up. Sean McKee on Facebook. Did Hunter learn how to backboat from his brother? I had the same problem on the James. <laughs> yes. I, I knew it. I yes. know what I was going to do from the jump. You got somebody that's trying to make the elite. Did you fish all nine open summer? I fished all of them except for Erie because I opted out of it for the chance to qualify at Table Rock. Yeah. Which is right before. Yes, I fished all of them, basically. That's so serious. <laughs> so, exactly. So serious. So, I mean, you're, you know, you're, you're riding around. I mean, Jesus. That's legit. Uh. <laughs> I want to put SLW shut down. Is, you think uh, is, is Johnny Moore's going to buy SLW soon or what? Real talk. I don't know. We had Jerry McInnes on, and he said that they might be engaged in a summit to talk about the purchase of FLW. Wow. Or did Mark Jeffries say that? I'm, I'm not sure. He's buying everything else. Jesus, I mean, why not go ahead and just buy SLW? You can probably get it for $17, $18. Well, Bass Pro Shops is buying Nordstrom's, yep. so it's a good possibility. Bless their hearts. Well, look, I'm tired of talking to y'all. It was good. Hunter, wish you the best, dude, and making your your movies and everything. One day you'll get on my level. I appreciate uh, it, man. It's good It's good talking to you again. Yeah, man. I, I appreciate appreciate everybody being quiet while I was trying to make jokes. That was nice of y'all. Uh, <laughs> like I tell you, man, y'all are 2455 at Wall to Wall, Tall, Fat Cat, dude, and I'm gone. See you, buddy. Bye, Fat See Cat. You, dude. Fat Cat, everybody. Well, that was yeah. nice to hear from Fat Cat, dude. That was cool. Love Fat Cat. Outstanding. Love it. Love it. How did he do in that tournament, by the way? I don't think he did too well. How did he do with you? I didn't do well. You didn't do well. No. How many keepers did you catch that day? Do you remember? We caught. I caught a limit. Yeah. But a limit. It wasn't nine pounds. Eight pounds. Nine pounds. pounds, Okay. I don't know. Something like that. Fat Cat caught a limit or a couple? I don't think so. Well, limit was three. I can't remember. Okay. Not not for co anglers' sake. Okay. Can hardly remember what I caught. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, and then he yep. got power pulled out into the channel. Oh, in the main channel, main <laughs> river channel. Well, he should have threw a silver body. Shame on him. That's my new my new secret weapon. Yeah. New secret weapon is a silver buddy. Silver buddy. Silver buddy. Uh, hey, let me remind everybody, uh, this is a very special, personalized edition of Ike Live with Hunter Shyrock. Uh, as you know... Uh, you can get the show a lot of ways. You know, if if you tuned in for five minutes, you want to hear the whole show. You could always go back and listen to this thing for free. Lots of ways, Brian the Carpenter. How can they find this thing? Tell me. iTunes. iTunes. Stitcher. Stitcher. Uh, Carbon TV. Carbon TV. Dot com. People really know what Carbon TV is. They and don't how know. Cool it is. Nobody does. It's super cool. That is super cool. No, seriously. Uh, lots of ways to I get it. You. If you missed it, you can listen to it anytime. Watch it anytime. Absolutely for free, no charge. Uh, I want to. I want to do something right now. Uh, Brian Carpenter, can I get a zoom in on me? I want to talk about a product real quick, uh, and then uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna we were gonna take a break, but we're not gonna take a break now because we have nothing to break to, right? You uh, is that correct? He already he already took a break. That's why. Yeah. Uh, 
Cheater. So I want to talk about a really cool product that we use today. It's very, very – the timing of this is great. And while I'm talking about this, um, I think Hunter's got to take a pee, but we might we might switch. And there's another guest out here that's at the bar. Larry's sitting at the bar. We might switch and bring Larry in um, right now. So we're going to see what happens. But this is one of the products today – that really helped, you know. We had we had tougher fishing conditions today. Yes, we did. We had you know a front approaching. Uh, we had cold water. We had uh, actually some added fishing pressure in this place today from other anglers, yeah. and it made a difference. Uh, Brian, you you've talked about experience you had a few weeks ago with yeah. it. And I think this helped today. Would you agree? Current yeah, I conditions? Feel, I feel it gives you that extra second. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like we first got there, you were getting that short bite. And we started fishing before we were set up, before the cameras were set up. Yeah. And, and before we were even going to start sticking them. Right. And you felt that jig hit and it was gone. Gone. Didn't even get a chance to set it. Didn't hold it. Yeah. And you could even tell when they were big ones, they were like, bat and gone. Yeah. You know? But when we came back and we were ready to throw... Came back, settled down, took our time, started putting yeah. some liquid mayhem on. You get that extra extra second. You feel them chewing on it. Yeah. You feel them sucking on that jig a little bit longer. Yeah. Key, key product. I, I'll tell you, man, if you haven't tried this, you know, they're a big supporter of Ike Live. Give them a try. You know, try this product. Uh, it, it can help, especially in tough conditions. It can help. So I want you to try this stuff. It's really, really good. Uh, you know, joining us now, we we don't have a lot of times. We don't have two guests in the studio, um, but we're blessed tonight to have not one, but two guests here in the Ike Live studio. And joining us live, I think he's from Canada or somewhere near Canada. It's Larry. Larry, how you doing tonight? How we doing today there, folks? Uh, good to be here with Mike Ike and Nelly and uh, my good buddy Brian the Carpenter. But uh, more importantly, just wanted to talk to everybody about uh, the fishing today. It was uh, pretty solid out there. It was solid. Now, um, it's interesting. We're talking fishing, and we know you're a big angler, but yet you brought a hockey stick with you tonight. I never leave my roots. Oh, my God. Now, this is true. Brian, a true Canadian... Has a hockey stick with him at all times. But I'm not a Canadian. Oh, you're not? I live right on the border, like I said. I I cross over a couple times. Okay. A couple times a year. Live in the neighboring states right there in Ohio. Yeah. But I just like to keep a real fish lake area a lot. Lake Michigan. Catch them big smallmouth up there. (laughs) Now, do you ever have passport issues when you're crossing back and forth between the borders? I, I don't even have I don't even have a passport. You don't have a passport. No, I don't have a passport. I just run my boat across there. Oh. They don't even see me. Wow, that's smart. That's smart. So you go by water. We go water by water way. everywhere. I live on an island up there. Right on on Lake Erie. So gotcha. All right, now let let's jump back to let's forget about hockey for a second. I'm gonna jump back to fishing. And and we periscoped earlier, and and I made mention that a lot of what I learned early on. Huh. Uh-huh. Hold on a second. Did that mustache just change positioning? Never. Okay. A lot of what I learned early on was was these walleye techniques with leech. Now, you want to talk a little bit about that? Have you? Is your early experience based on walleye or multi species, or how did you start fishing? I. Uh, 
can we talk about compensation here? And sure. If I'm going to give up this tip, I, I we're going to have to discuss those terms. Oh, but, okay. Uh, Brian, Rob, what do we have in the kitty for compensation? Um, uh, tube of liquid mayhem. Okay. It sounds good enough. But anyhow, they're uh, black <laughs> and, and leeches. You want to start out with a four-inch black leech. Black leeches, right. On a slider head. Slider head! The slider head is the key. Slider okay. head is key. That's the key to getting the biggest bites because a lot of people aren't going to go down to that really light 16-ounce slider head right. with a leech on it. And it okay. gives a different action, too. It's, I'm telling you, Mike, you, ju- you just dead stick them. <laughs> You don't move it anywhere, okay? That's right. where people always go wrong is they want to move it a bunch. Right. You leave it there. Right. Leeches don't move. Yeah. Okay? You you, you want to go to a pond? Yeah. People want to throw frogs. How many times have you seen frogs live around ponds half the time? Half the time there isn't a frog there, okay? Right. So you throw buzz bait. Right. There, there's there's crickets and everything around there mimicking the buzz beats, but not the frogs. Right, right. Okay, that just, makes sense. I'm giving out all my tips here tonight. That makes sense. All right. And and we'll have to compensate you somehow. Brian, we'll have to come up with a prize package for Larry. Of course. Naturally. Somehow. Now, uh, talk a little bit about a bass technique. Now, I know you're, you're renowned known for walleye and multi-species, but I want to switch to bass and talk about the drop shot technique. And you use a drop shot with... A shorter stem than a longer stem. And 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 people say drop lead, but you say stem. Yeah, a lot of people want to talk about the leader or, you know, the, the long part. It's called a stem. A okay? stem. I right. started this technique, and they want to say it came over from Japan or China or whatever. <laughs> you know what? It came from me because one day I, I ran I had some line difficulties. I had to use a stick as a weight. Okay, yeah. so I found out that it kept my bait up above the bottom. Right. So, drop shot stem. Right, the stem. You have the stem. Yeah. Usually want to have a six to eight inch stem. Right. But maybe a couple times a year, if they're on the deep weed lines, you want to resort to a maybe four to five foot stem. Right, a longer stem. A longer stem. Sometimes keep the bait up there, you know, the higher water column. Right. Or just run a grub. A grub. One of my favorite techniques is throwing a grub. Ooh, I like Deep a grub. Deep weed lines and grubs, you can't beat them. Chris Delfonso's favorite lure is a grub, so we have a little similarity yeah. between Chris. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, uh, I want to talk about your accent real quick. It, it's, it's, I can't, I know you're somewhere Canadian border and you go back and forth, but it's very much Al Linderish. You have a very, you have a Linder Accent. Yeah, I, you know, he 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 kind of copied me a bit. On it. I think he took his show and uh, took took a lot of the things that I've said and taught him. Right. You know, what I've taught him yeah. in the past, you know, things that I've taught you, you don't you don't say it in the accent that I say it in. Right. I've heard it on here before. You know, you guys oh, yeah. copied many many of my techniques and uh, products products as well. Right. You know, Liquid mayhem. Yeah. I've had a lot to do with that stuff. Yeah, I didn't know that. You have. How do you think you got the crawfish smell? Wow. Yeah. You were involved in that. Yes. In the development of that scent. And I'll tell you what, me and Al Lindner went way back, way back fishing over in Wisconsin and stuff. Wow. So uh, a lot of stuff coming in, but, you know, I just think that, you know, eventually the sport might die off if I end up leaving it. So right. I think just keeping keeping me involved with everything and people trying to, to copy me, it, it's a good thing for everything because as long as I'm here, the sport's going to keep revolving. Keeps going. Keeps going. Uh, this is a rare opportunity. Let me tell you, if you're still watching Ike Live, if you're watching 
This is a rare opportunity for you to communicate one-on-one with Larry tonight. So you can do it, of course, through our social media sites, at Ike Live Show, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. But Brian Carpenter, can we get a 1-800 toll-free? Can we do the toll-free number up here and see if we can get a couple callers? I could do that. Straight up for Larry. Uh, uh, real quick, uh, I got a comment from Christian Thompson, just to throw this back a second. Liquid Mayhem covers up the plastic smell better than Hillary Clinton covers up her emails. Wow! Wow, that's a great comment. That fantastic. That is a great comment. Uh, we've got a toll-free number up here. It's 855-498-0691. Give us a call. If you want to talk one-on-one with Larry, give us a call. Speaking of Hillary Clinton, we we have a big rule here in the show, Brian DeCarpenter. Yeah. And it's um, we don't talk about religion or politics at mm-hmm. all. But I'm going to break that rule tonight, oh and I want to know, we mentioned Hillary Clinton, I want to know, politically, do you want to talk at all about who you're into, who, who you're you're routing for, rooting for? I, I, I don't pay attention to any of that stuff. None of it. Honestly, I live under a rock. Wow. I, I, I do one thing. I win tournaments. That's it. Okay, Mike? I thought I was brought in here to talk about tournament fishing. Okay. I don't want to come in here and have a CNN talk, okay? I want okay bass fishing 101. Okay, that's so all I'm about. You don't, no, no, you don't even you don't even worry about the politics. I don't even know who Clinton Hillary is. <laughs> so you're just focused on the fish. That's all I know. Okay, bass fishing, smallmouth fishing, crappie fishing. Yeah, that's all I worry about. That's it. Okay, all and right. perch and perch. Yeah. Perch or K. Uh, I, I want to talk about. I, I, I've seen a lot of comments. I've seen your posts. You know, I follow you all the time. So I, I follow you on Instagram. I, I see all your posts. And I always see amazing comments about your hair. Uh, is is this something you were born with? Or, or you do you work at this? Or I came out of the womb looking like this. Wow. Yeah. Full uh, head of hair as a baby. Yeah. 42 years old. Ain't changed a lick, you know. Been, uh, been fishing tournaments for 37 years. Wow. And, uh, professionally for 37. For 37. 37 years. And I, I know you want to keep talking about my hair. Yeah. Because you want to avoid the question about when we're going to have our face-off fishing event. Whoa. What, what are you talking about? I want to... Let's talk about this question. Our face-off fishing event. A face-off fishing event. me and Mike Iaconelli. Because I'm tired of the rumors, to be honest right. with you. I'm tired of it. Right. Okay. I can beat you flat out <laughs> like I did back in 97. 97, I remember that. 92. Yep. You remember that one? 92, Top Rod Bassmaster Days. Yes. Yep. I, I just want to schedule that date live Ooh. so people will know who's the better angler. Okay. Uh, let's do this. August 6th, if it drives with your schedule, we have a charity event on the Delaware River. Let's piggyback it with that August 6th date. Sounds great, but you know what? You want well, you accept a challenge you wanna, on the Delaware? If you want to pick it on your own waters, let's go for it. You know? Okay. I'm telling you, I got some key information today from some fellas fishing on it. I know some places, <laughs> it, it, you know, some good holes to go to. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> but, the holes, uh, I'm home. gonna keep the silver buddy in my back pocket there, and uh, <laughs> you know, there's some other tricks I got that you guys just don't know about yet. You know, the long 12-inch worms. You ain't even heard me talk about them yet. Wow. I heard they're Delaware special. They can be. They can be in the summer. Now, you're sitting uh, in the normal co-host seat, who is Captain 
Pete Glusick. Yeah, Captain Pete. He's a good guy, I tell you. Yeah, what are what are your what are your feelings on Captain Pete? Captain Pete, we me and him go way back. Used to fish club tournaments back in the sixties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were You're all talking about Woodstock. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and uh, me and Pete came a long way, and now he's Captain Pete, and uh, I'm Larry Legend. You know, wow. he got he got the trademark for Captain, but uh, Legend I think is pretty prominent over yeah. there. Yeah. So, yeah, Pete's a good guy. Pete's a good guy. Pete's a yeah. good guy. Uh, l- let's talk a little bit about um, Larry. I- I've seen over the years you've had some amazing sponsors backing you over the years oh yeah you know you, you got harry's lawnmower company you got dixie's windshield wiper fluid i right. mean those people have been behind me since day one and i'm not going to leave them wow you know uh so you, there's more than money involved it's it's the it's the relationship relationships and, are, are you know i get i get all my laundry done for free wow you know what i mean yeah i break down which happens frequently yeah the donk it breaks down a lot but right you know the the Bronco just can't handle the miles now these yeah. days. But uh, Tom at Tom Stone, he's got me covered. Basically, the neighboring states of Ohio. Wow. So you you know do you have that? Well, we have we have a guy that we use an in-house guy that we use here at Ike Life Studios by the name of J3, who's a uh, auto mechanic that we use. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You can't beat that. Stuff. It's good to have. It's better than money. It's way better than money. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's real life. Uh, Brian Carpenter, what do you got for us back there? You got uh, some IMs you got to call? Caleb Peck wants to know if you've ever used, have you ever used a hockey stick to catch the fish? Oh, that's a good question, Larry. I've never done that before. But okay. I tell you what, if you're you're fishing around some grass or vegetation like down south, uh, I basically resorted to, if you're using a rod any limber than this hockey stick, right? you're not even fishing. Ah. You need something that's brute strength. So you're at you're an advocate of a solid rod, b- solid solid eight foot rod. Wow. I, and I might as well use this hockey stick. Right. It's a seam difference. Right. Gotcha. I could probably put some eyes on it and make it happen. Right. Actually, I know it would happen. Right. I like that. Bry, have you used a hockey stick before? Oh yeah. For for fishing? No. Oh no. I've done some other things with it. Oh, <laughs> I know what you mean We're by that. We're not going to talk about that. But. Okay. All right. What else we got back there, Bry? Uh, that's about it. That's it. Probably went. Yeah, we're about pro- two hours in, too. Oh, okay. I don't know what that meant, Larry. What part? We're two hours in. Oh, I thought we were going to run two hours. But. Oh, okay. Two hours. All right. Uh, did we have any calls? No. The phone lines are quiet. <laughs> <laughs> the phone lines are quiet, Larry. I don't know. I mean... Yeah, I think a lot of people are just intimidated by it. <laughs> you know, I, I think they've watched enough seminars and, and stuff online of me, you know, talking enough of my shows, yeah. me winning tournaments, me at the bank cashing right. checks in front of them. They probably right. just got sick of it. Oh, so. they get they get pissed off. Yeah, that's stuff. why I wear the shirt that says, keep hating. Oh, look at that. Some of the hate, most hated person in fishing. Wow. And it is an Under Armour shirt, too, second, but Absolutely. Second most. Wow. Second, second most hated person in bass fishing. Yeah. Week. Who's the first? Well, we won't say that. Okay. All right. Well, Larry, thank you for joining us. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if uh, Hunter can come back and and exit the show with us. But is there anything you want to say before we let you go? Anybody you want to thank or sponsors you want to thank before uh, you go? You know, this liquid mayhem stuff. A lot of people just uh, you you can put this stuff on anything. You know, you can uh, you, you got a cut. 
put some mayhem on it. Right on the cut. Right on the cut. It'll fix it up. Open wound. You got french fries, ketchup, nah, wow. mayhem. Wow. Um, acne problems. You know, back in the 60s, I had a lot of acne. I just rubbed right. some mayhem on it, and it's gone. It's good shit. It's good shit. Uh, Brian Carpenter, what are you doing back there? Uh, we have we have a caller on the line. Oh, we do. Uh, caller, what's your name? Where you call from? Uh, Scott. It's Scott to the T from. Hi, Scott. How you doing tonight? How you doing there, Scotty? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Larry, how what's up? How's it going there? What you up to, bud? Scott, turn. Uh, not much. Just watching the show, you know. Scott, turn your computer off, bro. Or just turn the sound down. Sorry about that. That's all right. What's, What's your good boys? What's your question, Scott? What do you got? Um, well, really, the question is for Larry and where that thick-ass accent comes from, because it's tight as hell. Ooh. Yeah, well, a lot of people try to imitate it, you know. It's often <laughs> imitated, never duplicated. Once the real Larry comes on, you know it's me. But, uh, you know, just a long bloodline of Canada, Ohio accents all mixed into one. Mm. And, and the mustache getting in the way. In the mustache, it gets in the way sometimes, but I tell you what, on a chilly, cold Ohio day, there's nothing better than a fresh mustache to keep the cold from dropping down on your lip. <laughs> mustache thanks you. The mustache you a question. That's brilliant. Well, you know what, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to talk to Larry Legend tonight. Yeah, that's well, a great opportunity for you. I know a lot of people want to do it. Not too many people work, actually you know? get to, but uh, uh, yeah, it's pretty lucky yeah well scott thanks for the call that was awesome ike ike love you man thank you so much for what you do appreciate you you have a good night scott thank you scott i appreciate it okay bye-bye good luck this year wow see that larry we actually had one person watching live at least (laughs) oh there's half of america's watching us right now as you think so i i know so wow i know so that's awesome that's awesome that's that's the power of larry you know what i mean that's the parry, uh, power of Larry the Legend. Uh, look at this. Now the phone lines lighten up. What do you attribute this su- sudden he burst had, to? He had the phone off the line. That's why we weren't getting He's any a pretty calls. bad producer. He probably yeah, did. Yeah, old B. Ryan back there. He probably there. did. Uh, caller, caller, what's your name? Where do you call from? Yes, um, my name is Trudy. Hi. What's your question tonight? Um, I was just wondering if Larry the Legend was single. Oh, Larry. I think I know who this person is. I can tell <laughs> I can tell by their British accent that this may be someone I might know. Oh, is this an acquaintance of yours? Or it someone may you be met a his... long list of acquaintances oh. I might uh. have. Oh. <laughs> you, get, you get me, Mike? I get you. I get you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Larry okay. had his day back, back in the 70s. We're not going to go there, though. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is, uh, is this Olivia? I think this is Olivia. It may be. Oh, how did you know? I tried to disguise myself. Wow! So yeah. you got it right. Now, Olivia, now tell me, do you fish as well? Are you an angler? Um, actually, I've only fished like two times, but I, you know what I have? I have a pink fishing pole, and it's fabulous. Ooh. I like the sound of that. I do, too. I like fabulous poles. Can you post a picture of your uh, pink fishing rod on the Ike Live show page? That'd be great. No, I, 
I don't know. I don't like to reveal, you know, everything that I use. Ah, yeah, keep your secrets tight to it. I like, I like that. Yeah. Now, now, could you tell us? Uh, do you live here in the states now, or are you back in uh, in England, or where are you at? Well, did you Did you finally come over holiday. from England, there, sweetie? Well, actually, I'm here on holiday, you know, here in Ohio, because I knew, you know, that's where Hunter and Larry the Legend are from. So I just thought, well, let's go on holiday and see if I get to run into them. Wow. They chase me all over the they place. They do. I'm they sure you have that problem. Me. I'm sure you have that problem. All the time. All the time. Now, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, we a big we have a, a wall here in Yike Live Studios with a lot of the people in that wall. If you look at our pictures... People that we're proud of over the years. So we have George Washington, mm-hmm. who's a big a fan of Ike Live. We have Rick Klun. Fable Fever. Uh, we have Ash from Evil Dead up there. But right in the middle, right where our main camera's at, we have a picture of Benny Hill. And, uh, you know, Benny Hill was British. That's right. Right. Yeah, Benny, Benny was a good guy. I've known him for a long time, but... Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Olivia, she's a... She she did a great job, you know. She came over finally from England. She tried to compete, but you know she just didn't have it in her. The pink rod didn't cut it. But uh, yeah, she's she's a real cool chick. Wow, that's awesome. That's all. Now, how old are you, Olivia? Oh, I'm 22. Wow. It's, 20. actually, it's, it's my favorite number. Okay. <laughs> He's 22 and I'm 22. That just made our producer very excited. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Would well, you have any more questions, Olivia, for Larry? Well, he never actually answered. Oh, what? Well, well, single? I don't know. Oh, are you single? Larry, Larry the Legend is definitely single. Larry is, yes. Mm. Uh, Whoa! Wow, on the market. How many other people in here are single right now? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not single. I'm actually off the market. Brent, Brian the Carpenter? Not single. Not single. Now we're all off the market nope, except you, Larry. Nope. Yeah, I just heard Hunter out there. He's posted up at the bar right now, but he just hollered he's taken as well. Well, okay. Yeah, wow. I, I think I did hear that he's taken by a lovely girl. A lot of people ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. That's awesome. Now, one last question, Olivia, before we let you go. And I, I just, I'm asking this for selfish reasons. I want to know about your teeth. <laughs> well... I know British are known for having bad teeth, but my teeth are perfect. Wow! Are they big? Are they big? They're average size. Average size, okay. Oh, I've got big teeth. Okay. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, Larry, anything to say to Olivia before we let her go? Do you want to give her no, a phone? No, Larry's had enough. He's he's good to go. Okay. I appreciate the call, Olivia. I, I, I really miss you. Well, we missed you too. So have a good night. Okay, good night. Thanks for the call. Okay, bye bye. Wow, that's a that's unique. I got to tell you something. Fans, they're just they're fans. It's amazing because we have no female callers on Ike Live ever, and you're on for literally five minutes, and we had a female caller. How do you do that? The legend effect. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. I I tell you, I am I am stunned. That we had a female caller. And a female caller with a uh, British accent. Pretty amazing. Yeah, I'm pretty much international. Wow. Wow, that's great. That's great. International to the bone. International, Larry. One more call. Caller, what's your name? Where do you call from? 
Christian Thompson. I, uh, I'm from Florida. I was wanting to know some of your worst co-angler stories from the Open. Oh, worst co-angler stories from the Opens. I, I'm going to give you mine, and then I'm going to let Larry answer, too, because Larry's been fishing a lot longer than I have, and I'll let him explain a couple. But I've got one that sticks out as being my worst and one that sticks out as being my best. My worst co-angler story is actually from an event a few years back, and I drew a young man, probably I want to say early 20s, that fell asleep. What? Yeah, about an hour into the day, <laughs> he fell asleep, and he just slept the whole day. Now, it's the, wow. weird, it's the weirdest thing, and it, it made me, I, I don't know, but I felt like, I felt like, I don't want to say bad, but I was like mad about it. I don't know why. Like I was putting the guy to sleep, or but that was an interesting thing. Drugs. It might be man and put some liquid mayhem in his mouth. I know. I should have. I should have did that. Now I want to tell you too. Let me let me give you the other one, which is the best co angler story. And the year that I won Lake Erie, um, on the last day of the tournament, I drew a guy from North Carolina, and uh, he knew I was leading the event. I had to win the tournament to make the classic. And he never made a cast the whole day. Oh, my God. He sat, he basically, it was amazing. It was the most amazing thing he did for me. He sat in the bottom of the boat, and he held the net, waiting for me to catch a smallmouth. Oh, my God. Isn't that an amazing story? Wow. Yeah, great, great guy. That was what I could have done that. Yeah, it was, it was tough for him to do that, but it was an amazing story. That was the final day? That was the last day of the tournament. So he made the the top 12 cut? Well, no, because the day was canceled, so it was full field, third day. Okay. But uh, but it was a great thing he did. Larry, what's your worst co-angler experience? I've, I've never had a bad co-angler experience. Never? You know? No. Every time I get them in the boat, I t- they just want to sit back there and they watch me. Half yeah. the time, they got their flip phone out and right. they're recording it. Oh, they're videoing Oh, absolutely. I yeah. t- they're, they're taking waypoints off my graph. That's probably the number one <laughs> worst thing ever. You know, I'm sitting here fishing a tournament, and I got a guy flip phone in my screens taking pictures of my waypoint. That's got to be frustrating. It's so frustrating. I got places all across this country that people are just, you know, trying to take advantage of. They don't even fish. They don't want to fish. You know, right. they're with legend. Right. They want to see what I'm right. doing, taking baits out of my tackle box. They want to watch know? you. Yeah. Oh, it's, I tell you. But, you know, there's a lot of good ones for every battle. So. Right. Gotcha. What are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? Caller, thank you for that call. Great question. Yep. That was a good question, Bri. Outstanding. Yeah, worst and best uh, calling experiences. All right, Larry, we're going to let you go. Thank you. Can I shake your hand real quick? Thank I you very pre- much for joining us today. I it. Mike Iaconelli, and I want to thank my good buddy Brian. He's going to be uh, doing a lot of work for me there next week, you know. We yeah. both are carpenters in a part time, so oh, gotcha. yeah, we get together and, and build stuff. So I just want to thank him and thank everybody at Ike Live. I will really look forward to that competition there next year. August 6th. Larry, b- before you sign out, just give a point to the camera and say sign out to everybody. That's it right there. I want to say, everybody, you have a good night. Stay tuned because Legend's going to bring the heat on Mike Iconelli. June 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Larry. That was awesome. All right. We're going to let Larry go, and I want to bring Hunter back in one last time, and then we're going to end the show. Uh, 
and, and the number's still up there. So if if you want to call in, we're well, going to run the show about. Ringing. You want me to take it? Uh, yeah, let, let's let's we're go, we're gonna go to ten o'clock and then we're gonna kill the show. Before you you get on that call, let me remind everybody real quick um, what to tell you about the next show. If you're an Ike Live fan and you want to see a really cool show coming up this Sunday, this coming Sunday at six p.m., we have our Thanksgiving special on Ike Live, and we've got. Two very special guests in the house. I don't even want to give it away yet, but watch our social media. Uh, look for the post. This Sunday, 6 p.m., the Ike Live Thanksgiving special with a couple of amazing guests. Bright, real quick before we get this caller on, do you want to talk about who's going to be on the show this Sunday? Because it's going to be a stellar show. Oh, my goodness, yes. Yeah, who, who's coming on for us this Sunday? Uh the gentleman's name is uh, Rudy Lindsay, and his partner or his buddy is Mark McCowan. Yep. They're both uh, recently retired um, uh, Army Rangers, yeah. Special Ops, Special Forces. Yeah. Uh, some pretty badass dudes. Yeah. And they're also fish heads. Um, and they went, they're tra- transitioning into uh, fishing and, you know, kind of moving on from what they what they did. And, and, um, and they have a really, really cool project, uh, a charity-based project that, that I believe we're going to be working on them with. And uh, just excited to meet them. Super cool. Yeah, nice I've, nice tie into the Thanksgiving theme. Yeah. I've been talking to this guy for six months now, and, and um, awesome dude. Can't wait to meet him, hear some of his stories and, yeah. and what he's trying to do. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. All right, so we're going to do this. Uh, everybody watching Ike Live, hang with us for, let's see. Little, little more than ten more minutes. It's, we're gonna go till ten o'clock. And look who joined us, Hunter. Thanks for joining us again. That Larry dude's a nut, man. He takes all the limelight. He does. He Dri- he's, drives my truck around. He does. He does. Yeah. I didn't know he does driving for you. Uh, we've got a caller on the line. Uh, caller, what's your name? Where you call from? Caller, what's your name? Where you call from? Andrew Eden from Hingham, Mass. How you doing tonight? What's your question? Uh, I'm wondering about being a high school tournament angler and wanting to make that step up to fishing opens and bigger events. It's a great question. It's a great question. Uh, I, I'll give you a brief answer, and then I'll pass it over to Hunter. Uh, you know, the transition for me is what I call stair-stepping, and that's what I think you need to do. I see way too many high school-age kids, college-age kids that try to get into a level before they're ready for it. You know, my best advice for you is that stair-step process, which, you know, is is like succeed at a level before you get to the next one. So, you know, in order, to me, it would be like this. It would be, you know, club-level fishing, whether it's, you know, a high school club or, or a local club. It would be, um, you know, regional-level fishing, which could include, uh, you know, college, uh, the college fishing circuit or regional circuits. Then the next step would be the opens, right? So, I, you know, I, I never suggest jumping straight into the opens as a pro. Sample the waters a little bit. You know what I mean? You got to sample the waters a little bit. Uh, fish as a co-angler. Fish to basic levels before you make that jump. Hunter, what what do you suggest? I did the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you did, I did the total opposite. But no, uh, what you said has a lot of merit to it because, um, like me, I had a a shortcut to speak of right. between having my brother there, you know, an elite pro to sit there and tell me 
day in day out exactly yeah. what's going on i mean a lot i know a lot of people don't have that right you know and those learning steps and that's logical it and the thing is is when you get to the opens or or you know, big tournaments like that it's really easy to get your beat up on yeah your your mental you know you don't want to go for a year or two where you just you you know you get beat because you're not ready for it yeah. and that's the biggest thing is you don't want to be already you know ruin your your psyche before you know you're actually good enough to compete at that level right um i think you know it happened in racing and it's, it happens in fishing all the time um to where you got the confidence like i belong here you know i've took the steps to do this i've won this or i've done that and then you can just keep moving forward yeah yeah so so there you have it you had both answers both ways it can be done uh be passionate about it work hard and it could happen thank you good uh, question thanks for having me on Yep, thanks for the call. Thanks, man. All right, thank you. Man, there's a lot of kids out there that have that same question, that have that drive. They want to do it. But it's scary. It's It's scary, isn't it? tons of kids. It's scary from a financial standpoint. It is. To to get to that open level. mm -hmm. It it takes a lot of resources to get there. Yeah. A lot on the line. And um, I was fortunate enough to where I had a business where I could, you know, manage that and yeah i see people like i said risking everything to go yeah. fishing um the odds are though not all of them's gonna do it right but if you keep pressing forward something's gonna happen and it's important to have something else lined up yes. too right like yes. uh you know and like in your case you've got this amazing video thing going right which hey. which is a double it's a double benefit right yeah absolutely i mean um with with the film and everything that's pushing me forward compared to just fishing alone you know i couldn't make it just fishing alone right got another caller caller what's your name where you call from what's up ike what's up uh hunter, hunter? uh this is matt <laughs> from um oklahoma hey how's matt it? how you doing tonight what's your how's question good man hey um just had a question about the Buffy classic this year grand yeah well i wanted to see um 2013 you made a good run uh, I want to see if you if you made it made it to Oklahoma yet and did some pre fishing, and uh, when you're going to do that. Great question, Matt. Uh, I have not yet. Uh, my my plan is, uh, you know, it cuts off January 1st is the cutoff uh, for everybody. And, you know, I try to get as close to that cutoff as I can. Um, so about mid-December, I'm going to go to Grand and spend about five or six days scouting. And, and, you know, the interesting thing is when I scout a lake like that and I go that far out in advance, I don't bring any rods with me at all, you know, so it's going to be five or six days of straight work on my electronics. I'm, I'm looking at yeah. a graph, you know, for five or six I remember, days. Uh, yeah. last time you uh, brought your uncle down, you didn't bring, you didn't even cast the, uh, cast any rods out. I remember you, t- you telling that on, uh, on Facebook. Yeah. What it was. Or... Yeah, it's, it's, a, te- it's so. a tedious period, but the, the amount of right. work that you can get done without fishing is, ama- is amazing. You, could, you can learn a lot about the lake so uh so so that's my game plan so looking forward to it it's going to be two weeks later i think the bite's going to be better and i think if i think if yeah not as cold and i think if there are no dogs barking at me Mm -hmm. this year Mm -hmm. i'll have a good shot to win (laughs) Mm -hmm. i have a really good shot i fish that same dock that you uh, that you're talking about uh, (laughs) we'll we'll, we'll be back over there at the motel waiting on you uh last year or last or two years ago you was uh running up there from the uh, weigh-ins and someone whoever was driving your truck was running about 95 mile an hour and i was trying to uh 
Uh, I, was, I was pulling my boat to watch you guys the final day, and uh, that's one thing I can't forget. So it was pretty cool watching you guys in the water, and uh, we'll be back out there this year. So. You bringing your dog again? Good luck to you. <laughs> you, you bringing your dog again? No, 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 that ain't my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call, Matt. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Good luck. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, the phone line's lit up, Brian. It took a little bit, and everybody good. settled in and got excited all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. It was good. What do you think about all that? Uh, very happy. This is Madness. Did you ever fix the technical problem? No. We're still, we're two hours in, it's still the same. Uh, well, every time I get into it, you would ask me a question. Oh, well, I'm trying to keep you active part of the show. You are part of the show. I'm, I'm knee deep in trying to figure this shit out, and you start asking me questions. I know. Well, I want you, I want you to be a part Fair of the enough. show. So we have no outro music. Okay. No, we have any outro music. Uh, I, I want to switch gears, and at the end here, I want to kind of wrap this up by talking a little bit one more time about the project that we're working on. Uh, and, and this is uh, uh, kind of a reviving of Going Ike. And, um, you know, it's it's going to be a web show. I want you to talk a little bit about that because you've got – there's traditional TV out there, right? You've mm-hmm. got – and nothing against those shows. Bill Dance, Hank Parker, Jimmy Houston. I, I, and I love those shows. As a kid growing up, that's what I watch. And that's a very traditional TV show. But what we were engaged in this week, and what Going Ike is going to be, it's a lot different, right? It's it's t- talk a little bit about that. There's there's definitely some dynamic to it. I mean, it's yeah. all over the place. But I mean, are we allowed to? You want to talk about not all about it, but yeah, like like we fished one day in a kayak. Yeah, no, let's talk about it. Yeah, we fished one day in John boats. Right. You know, we had di- fish with different people, different yes. bodies of water. Uh, all kinds of yeah, and so it's going to be a high energy, just fun fishing. You know, is it's going to be good. Yeah, I'm and, excited. And 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 people, I think, are you know when they think of a fishing show, they expect this very structured thing. But the beauty of this is there's not necessarily a structure, right? Right. We went out with really the only game plan we had was where we're going, right, and who we're fishing with. Yeah. There was no, you know, this is what we're going to do type of thing. So whatever happened that day is how it's going to roll out in the video. That's exact, and that and that's what the beauty of this to me is is it's a story, right? Yeah. And, yep. and you're going to see the story unfold Absolutely. about what happened on that trip. Yeah. That's awesome. It's, yeah. It's some good stuff, and you know, just the stuff that happens that you can't, you know, you don't plan for. I know, like you caught a 30 pound carp. You yeah, know, that wasn't. You can't script that. It was awesome it too. It was awesome. Yeah, almost fell down. That was awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. There's a lot of stuff you can't make up, and it's it's real. It's you know it's live and just done in a fun way. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Uh, man, I I tell you, I Brian DeCarpenter, I'm stoked. Yeah. About yeah, what happened this week, I'm yeah. stoked about what we're gonna see, the magic we're gonna see uh, that Hunter puts together over the next couple months. I, I'm I'm very excited about it. How about you? Oh, definitely. You put definitely. the pressure. You had you had a fun fish catch today, man. Did several. Three of us, you know, at that point, Hunter had gotten in the boat with us, so there was three of us in a 14 foot, 16 foot, maybe. Yeah, 14, 15 yeah, 14, footer, 15 probably. Yeah. It's pouring down the rain. Pouring down rain. Yeah. And you smashed one. Smashed him. Yeah. And fell. Yeah. You were on your back, laying on your back as you boat flipped it. Yeah. 
still maintain the reel. That was awesome. You know, I'm bench pressing Mike up. Back up. Bench press Mike. I'm looking at my rods and I'm saying, man, don't don't smash my rods. <laughs> Throw any steez. We can replace them. Uh, uh, we got shooting through tunnels. Uh, oh, crazy fighting, shit. Fighting current that you wouldn't want to fall out of the boat in. Uh, you ever seen a current like that? No. S- swift. I mean, only in flooded rivers. <laughs> yeah. Swift. And that stuff happens on the daily around here. but You could almost surf it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very close. Very close. All right, so I want everybody uh keep your eye out for this. You're going to see, in the next month, you're going to see a couple teaser clips about what Going Ike is really going to be. Uh, and it's going to launch in January, so keep your eye out for it. Amazing stuff this week. Uh, filmed uh, with Hunter. Uh, Hunter, before we end the show, look at everybody one time and let them know if they want to follow you, if they want to watch your videos, if they want to see the shit that you're doing now, they want to follow you on the circuit, how can they do that? You can follow me on Facebook. It's uh, Hunter Shock Fishing. Uh, you can follow me on YouTube, Hunter Shock Fishing, 496 well, Films, basically anything with my first and last name, uh, all social media, Instagram, Twitter, um, check it out. You know, go check my YouTube page out. Got a ton of videos. I think I got like twenty some videos. Got the video of you on there. Awesome video. From Toledo, Toledo Bend. Bend. Had you a know. blast filming that one. Um, but a lot of good stuff on there. So check it out. Follow me, and good time. Okay, sounds good. Brian DeCarpenter, any last words? Any parting words for our fans? Uh, Fat Cat just sent me a message, so I'll give him a shout out here. Uh, come fish against them at the Cash and Rods Open, December 5th on Lake Norman at North Carolina. Pretty cool. Cool. Cool thing Fat Cat's doing, whatever that is. But, uh, yeah. Other than that, thanks, for Fat Cat, for calling in. Everyone else who called in tonight. Yep. Had a good time. Thank you, Hunter. No, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. It was awesome uh, fishing and filming with you today. It had a fun week. Yep. Very fun. Blast. I did, too. I did, too. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in tonight for a very special personalized Ike Live. Tune in this Sunday, 6 p.m. for the Ike Live Thanksgiving special. We'll see you soon. Normally, we go out to music. Tonight, we don't have music, so we're going to go out to song. She's just 16 years old. Leave her alone, they say. That's it. Is that a wrap? Good night.